fresh and exciting. Somebody with a sock personality that will sweep people right off their feet. Where is he? What is he up to? What other terrors can he unleash at will? Starring your genial host, renowned writer, art collector, and teller of strange tales. What fiendish power did he possess? Where did he come from? Who is this man? Believe me. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network for a Thursday. Talk radio the way our founders intended. America will be happy to know that if you happen to have butt sex in the Capitol building, there will be no charges. Day 1117. Here with the Eric in America. Say hello to EZ. What's up? Good afternoon to you, putting the heat in Heather. Hey, guys. Double H is here. We'll hear from her top of the next hour for Hellbent. Dark History, uh, top of the third. Our buddies, Kimmer and Pete. The final hour of the program and your remarks to fortify the content. 150 Democrats just voted against deporting illegal aliens caught driving while drunk. Just, you know, just let you know their mindset. Speaker Johnson has compiled, <clears throat> you know, he mentioned the other day that he had 60 instances in which the administration intentionally undermined border security. There's actually 64 of them. And <clears throat> as we, you know, the Biden White House attempts to shift the blame to all those stupid Republicans, they say, we, uh, we, uh, they, they got an anti-border security record. <clears throat> They're bad people over there. Uh, they want to eliminate Border Patrol. We all know that's a bunch of BS. So let me just, I'll just chronicle day one of the Biden administration. Um, I tweeted it out. Follow me at The Burke Show, and you'll you'll see it there. Uh, it's alarming. <laughs> uh, there's no other conclusion to arrive at. Day one, uh, Biden terminated the national emergency at the southwest border. Proclamation 9844, halting the emergency construction of the border wall. Also on day one, he issued an executive order further entrenching DACA and ordered uh, the acting of uh, the then uh, attorney general to preserve and fortify DACA. Kind of giving a heads up to anyone else that, you know, don't worry about immigration enforcement these days. Uh, later that day, he unveiled a U.S. Citizenship Act, which would provide amnesty to millions of illegal aliens in the United States. Another reward for those of you want to cross illegally. Uh, before lunch, he uh, it revoked the Trump-era executive order that was designed to ensure there was meaningful enforcement of U.S. immigration laws. Uh, he also did sign an executive order ending limitations and restrictions against immigration from certain countries associated with treasure, uh, terrorism. They called it the Muslim ban. You know, it's the Muslim country ban. In, in reality, there were five different com- Muslim countries on that list out of the 50 Muslim countries on the planet. Yeah, and they also had the highest uh, amount of terrorists coming from those areas, too. Right, so, so that's, that's, that deal is done. Uh, he also announced a 100-day moratorium on deportations and immigration enforcement, effectively providing amnesty to any criminal or other removable aliens and sending the signal to uh, other would-be aliens, this, this administration will not be enforcing the law. 
Um, that's just day one. That's just day one. One proclamation, one, two, three, four, five executive orders all aimed at loosening things up at the border. The list goes on and on and on. Uh, he, uh, in February, he got back to work. Um, required DHS acting secretary, uh, a new uh, process that will provide assessments, alternatives to removal, including but not limiting to stay, staying or reopening cases, uh, alternative forms of detention, custodial detention, and grant deferred action to people that, <laughs> an executive order uh, began processing asylum claims at the bo- at the border. The, uh, uh, the February the second was also the executive order one four zero one zero that ended the remain in Mexico policy. It goes on and on and on. This list is is intense, and every single action on it, unaccompanied alien children. Sped up their release, eliminated Title 42 expulsion requirements for, uh, and, and don't forget, all of this is being done. Here's the thing that I find most disturbing is we're told by this administration and, and its appointees and its talking heads like KJP and others that we're doing all of this president is doing all he can to, to, to get this border under control. He's trying all he can to, you know, to, to, to slow things down and stop the whatever. And at the same time, if you recall, he, they doled, this administration doled out $1.4 billion, uh, to, what's the name of the outfit? Uh, to the Organization of Migration, International Organization of Migration, a department of the United Nations that does nothing but go to Central and South America and hand out money and cars, and sometimes envelopes of cash to aid in their trek to the border. They're paying them to come here and then say, oh, we're doing all we can to stop it. Yeah, all they could to stop it. He's handcuffed. He's done all this stuff. And there are 60 executive orders on how he got to where we're at now. Right. If he hadn't done any of those things, we would be better off. Like if he had done absolutely nothing with the border, done nothing his entire three years Three and a half years, just left it as it was. It'd be great. It'd be fine. Yeah. But that's not the plan. I mean, if you read this document, it's, um, if you can't get it from my, my Twitter, it's at Washington Examiner. Um, no, it's not it. Sorry, take, my, take that back. It's a different thing. Where is it? Oh, it's at his own website. It's the speaker, speaker, uh, uh, speaker.gov. Go to speaker.gov. It's right there. It's an official uh, uh, congressional document. All of the, all, all of the, everything is outlined and explained and dated. <clears throat> um, and some of them are really egregious. At, uh, at July 2021, he ordered the United States Border Patrol to release at least 50,000 aliens without giving them a notice to appear. Advising them to self-report. What's really disturbing is 150 Democrats voted against deporting illegals caught driving while drunk. Technically, they are on parole. They're on uh, um, uh, asylum parole. It's a very rarely used loophole, but um, so they violated it, I would think. 
It's in the uh, paperwork. It says if you commit any crimes, you are at the risk of deportation. Well, right there. Huh? Um, and to Pelosi and Nadler that, you know, the ones who say they got to come here, we, you know, pick vegetables, they're going to rot on the ground, rot on the ground. They know that these people can't work illegally or legally. They know that. They know that, but but st- I don't know. Were they encouraging them? Uh, were they giving the uh, the heads up, the uh, the green light for people that need fruit pickers and whatever uh, media labor that, that that it's okay for them to hire them? No, they haven't. There's uh, apparently now that they can't work. There's it's fostered a New York City's kind of underground cash based migrant e- economy. Um, they want to work, and some of them have skills. This guy, his name is literally Sambetu Sambetu. He is uh, from Africa. He he's a carpenter. Uh, some uh, uh, are are getting DoorDash jobs, which are very difficult to you to do because you've got to have an ID of some form from a country. It doesn't have to be United States, um, and. Uh, but don't, a lot don't. Many, many don't. Some people are cooking food. It's why it sounds delicious. I don't know that I want to cook some Venezuelan ladies, uh, eat some of Venezuelan ladies' <clears throat> roast pork <clears throat> that she sells in uh, in foil outside the hotel that her immigrant family, uh, alien family lives at I for mean, 10 bucks a plate. It's probably delicious, but I'm curious where she's getting her pork from. She's, I don't know about that. She's cooking uh, it in a friend's kitchen nearby. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're just, you could, you could give these people work training even, but they can't work legally. <laughs> and now it's going to be an underground, and look, look what's going to suffer. The city's going to suffer because these guys are generating money, What, however they're doing. There's no taxes being paid. There's no uh, sales taxes being generated. Um and the myth is, you know, the the migrant crisis isn't bad because we need workers in America. But the issue is they cannot work legally. They are not the workers we need. Oh, do we really need workers right now, though? No. Because we're being told by uh, that unemployment's mm. super low and uh, there's no jobs really for the people that are unemployed right now. And the economy is the greatest it's ever been. So where are all these jobs that they're supposed to be getting? All eight million of them. You know, and legitimate construction companies won't even hire them for cash under the table because the government something happened to one of them, or they cause an accident, or they're they, you know they'll be sued. Uh, they're not covered. It's way too much liability. The homemade food thing. Uh, some people are cutting hair on on you know out on the street, giving you a haircut. Roast pork, rice, and fried plantains. Sounds delicious, but I don't know if I want to buy it from a stoop outside the Roosevelt Hotel. They can't get a vendor's permit to sell food on the side of the road because there's a a, a waiting list for those unless you cough up like 25 grand to bribe somebody. This guy's doing uh, deliveries. Uh... Putting delivery drivers uh, minimum wage for Uber Eats, $17.96 an hour. 
uh, a lot are earning far less than they did before in their home country. So what'd you flee? Here's the scene at the, uh, have you seen the Roxbury Rec Center? Oh, yeah. Man, that, they did it up nice. Here's the residents out, outside the Roxbury Rec Center in Massachusetts, in, near Boston, where they, uh, the mayor has had to, um, I don't know. She's, I don't know if she was reluctantly doing it. I got mixed, you know, I had mixed feelings about her statement the other day. I don't know if she's crying because these migrants need the space or she's crying because there are people in the city no longer have the space. And I saw your outrage. Why are you outraged? Because this place was, like you said, it's free. It was a place for our children. Our children, I have four children, and it's sad. You know, I have four boys, you know, and... We really don't have nothing in the community that's free for us. Don't get me wrong, it's great that they want to help the immigrants, but what about the Americans that are already here? What about the people that are already here that don't have homes, that don't have jobs, that are sleeping on the street already? These people came from the airport here, probably on boats, probably on buses, and probably all for free. Now they're getting stipends, they're getting what else? I need money for me and my kids, and I was born here. Like, you know, I know life is a struggle in itself, but this is not the answer to help them. They're pissed. And of course, in true liberal style, they immediately, first thing they do is put paper up on all the windows so you can't see what's going on inside. Now it's going to destroy our community more and mess our children up more. Like, this is sad. I know a lot of people don't even know about this. I came here last night with my aunt, saw a lot of stadies, a lot of police, and this paper wasn't there yet. They just did this probably 2, 3 in the morning when they brought them here. When everybody sleep, that's when they brought them here probably. On buses, I saw um, New York plates. I saw Washington, D.C. plates. So they have that much money to come from Washington, D.C. to do this, to do that. Why are they not helping the people here first? Yes, ma'am. I don't blame these people for their outrage. I don't know. Uh, if I heard a rec center near my place was getting, you know, where the kids used to go and do whatever, uh, you know, like the Y or whatever, been turned into a migrant facility, immediately uh, talk about there goes the neighborhood. You've got, a, uh, in this case, what, how many, 150 families? And I don't know what a family consists of. Let's say they're three, a minimum. You know, there's a lot of people that are now in this neighborhood that ca- that cannot work, cannot go out, and they've got to they they must rely on handouts, uh, uh, NGOs, uh, city budgets, state budgets for everything they need to subsist, and they they just ate up a rec center. Here's the news uh, package on it shelter, which will be a safe space for hundreds of families over the next few months. The Melnia Cass Rec Center. A recreational center in Roxbury, now a temporary safety net site with beds, play areas, and other necessities for incoming migrant families that the governor and community leaders toured today. We're here today because we really don't have a choice. State and city leaders say they... Biden's going to call her, hey, could you sound a little more, uh, you know, uh, happy about it? Instead of, you know, this is the dead end, uh, last choice. All been moved by the plight of families, many now camping out at Logan Airport with no place to go, and a state shelter system stretched to the limit. When uh, children are asking, Mommy, where are we going tonight? Where are we going to sleep? Uh, it's a human crisis. Ugh. It's the children, you know.
Always the children. With poor children. Little Amababu cannot swim. Shame on Healy! Shame on But the plan has received mixed reviews in the community, since the Recreation Center is also a vital resource for youth and adult programs. We sympathize with them. We as a people in our community, we love. But sometimes we love so much that we spite our own selves. Alternating toe touches. Tony DeRocca with Boston United Track and Cross Country coaches young athletes in a free weekly program here and now doesn't know where they'll go with a meet set for Sunday. Everything. Every program, every kids, these kids are tr- training for track. Kids are, 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 you know, involved in sports there rather than, you know, jacking cars. And, and now they've been displaced. I don't know. What do you do when? Uh, what happens when they run out of rec centers in high schools? Uh, they'll move to moving in with you, because that's <laughs> where they'll go. Maybe against your uh, against your wishes. Uh, Rashida Tlaib and Corey Bush. Man, oh man, they're about as predictable as as can be. They uh, are the only two lawmakers in the House yesterday that voted against a measure to ban Hamas terrorists from entering the United States, ever. No, they say, no, no, that's cruel. These, these, these freedom fighters might want to come to America. It's called the No Immigration Benefits for Hamas Terrorists Act by Tom McClintock from California. Would deem any members of Hamas, Palestinian, Islamic Jihad, the PLO or any other individuals who participated or facilitated uh, in the attacks of October 7th be ineligible to enter the United States, even if they are seeking asylum. Nope. That's amazing. That's just, they're the only two. <laughs> I mean, literally, I mean, uh, one voted present. That's like the easiest one that you can get a, yeah. a bipartisan down the line. <laughs> and, and you know, they, they give an excuse like, well, it's kind of redundant uh, with some already existing federal law. Uh, it's just another, you know, GOP messaging bill meant to incite anti-Arab, anti-Palestinian, anti-Muslim hatred. But you just voted in favor of Hamas. Had you had you voted with the rest of the, you know, had it been completely unanimous, I mean, you know, it, it doesn't look like you're standing for anything. It looks like you're standing up, up for Hamas. Yeah, dude, there's, dude, there's no there's no reason to vote for that one in any way. There are people in in Orlando on my ex my Twitter line feed, whatever you want to call it, that I go to this guy's site and it's he loves Hamas. I mean, he's. He proudly announces that he loves them. He said he stands for them and Hezbollah and uh, Houthis and all. He's just openly in favor of of terrorism. Was really strange. Ilan Omar, who stated, "My job inside Congress is to protect the interests of Somalia from inside the U.S. system." There's calls from from DeSantis to. Uh, to, from um, Marjorie Taylor Greene for her to be removed and even deported. And I think that should be across the board all, all, all of them. There should be no uh, sitting member of Congress 
that says that their first uh, is other nationalities. And I'm, that's all of them. I don't care if it's uh, you know Mexico. I don't care if it's England, Spain, you Israel, just, any other, any one place that you want to say that their first priority should be the U.S. and the U.S. only, not another yeah. country. She was Somali first, Muslim second, and here to protect the interests of Somalia from inside the system. That's just saying that you're not an American. You don't consider yourselves American. You, you're and and you wormed your way into this position because that district was flooded with Somali refugees by Obama, uh, and and you're supposed to represent them, not the country that that you had to escape from. I mean, that's that was the translation. From her remarks, um, she purportedly said she was Somalian first, Muslim second, and here uh, to protect the interests of Somali from inside the system. What is she, a Trojan horse? That kind of stuff. You know. Um, Kathy Hogle, we'll talk about this when we get back. She's in favor, or she suggests... Maybe we deport these mobs of illegals that pounded cops into the ground that caught on camera in Times Square. What wouldn't you think? A, 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 an illegal immigrant that, that behaves that, that way to law enforcement upon their first weeks of being here, and and you just show them there's no consequence here in America. Walk in, fingerprint, see you later. Walk out shooting the bird to the camera. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I don't care if it's uh, anything. If it's a crime, you are on your way out. You, you got one chance. Best you, right you've now. already been given your second chance of being allowed here, which I don't believe you are. You should be here legally, but consider yourself lucky. But you f up once. See you later. Uh, and believe it or not, there is uh, the third family on record who has lost custody of their daughter, a fourteen-year-old, because they refused to allow her to transition to a boy. That's Biden's America. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Roxanne Watson is on a mission to have more people sign up as organ, eye, and tissue donors. What drives her? Roxanne received a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day to devote myself to signing up the most people in the United States. <laughs> That's my goal. Now she's a powerful force for good. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. If I had my time again, I would do it all the same. As we know, uh, we talk about here a lot, quite a bit. Companies, uh, retail companies, restaurants, pharmacies that are in high crime areas, at some point they have to throw their hands in the air. They're there to run a business, not to offer a service to the people. I mean, it's partially a service, but they don't do it for free. Um, and as we've seen in Oakland, they lost, uh, they've lost a Starbucks. They've lost an In-N-Out Burger. They just lost a Denny's that's been there for 53 years because of the crime, because of liberal policies in blue cities that they seem to like criminals. That's all I. That's the only way I can see it. No bail. Uh, you know, we don't call the cops unless it's nine hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff you're stealing. Um, there's more on that later. Uh, and and these people that that have these businesses, they, I mean, In and Out Burger will. Uh, they don't have a store that's not profitable. 
so the money's not the issue with them because you can't steal a cheeseburger for them. You've got to pay for it before they make it, right? Uh, they're leaving simply because of the risks imposed to their employees and their customers, their guests, by the crime. Um, pharmacies leave have left the Oakland area or in the Bay Area in droves and in other cities too. Philadelphia has an area they've lost a lot of pharmacies because they uh, they're victims to monumental amounts of loss from theft. This is uh, Representative Ayanna Presley, the bald-headed African-American woman, very aggressive, uh, uh, progressive. She's upset because a Walgreens has had to shut down in her district, and she believes it's shut down because of racism. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications. And of course, jobs. So these Walgreens has been quite clear about why why they're leaving. They local policies and high crime levels. It's the unsustainable for them. You can't. She would like to make them stay at a loss. And just, just, yeah, just get robbed over and over again. Yeah, and baby formula and and diapers are some of the main things that are stolen. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. I don't think you're going to like what you hear when the CEO, CEO tells you that in that predominantly black neighborhood, we, we lost $2.5 million a year on things that are shoplifted and I can't do it any longer unless you... Uh, Representative uh, 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 Presley want to take up a, a collection for me and, um, you know, make me whole from all of the loss I've had to suffer. Yeah, it's not only the loss, though. It's the fact that they can't keep employees in there because the fact that the employees are tired of getting gun, uh, guns yeah. held in their face every day. Uh, they can't walk to work because they are afraid of getting robbed or mugged or anything like that. Uh, I've seen from those Walgreens that talked about that there were the, they had an inability completely impossible to hire anybody after six o'clock because of the fact that the, nobody would go work there <laughs> yeah, after no, dark nobody wants to work there after dark why was there no community input no adequate notice to customers and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care shame on you walgreens because we had to get the hell out of there ma'am you're killing us it's also not walgreens job what uh, Walgreens is not, oh, they not have to, they don't have to inform anybody yeah, they, they i'm sure there's a anybody. sign on the door hey, we're closed sorry we couldn't hang bitches yeah, that's not their job to make sure that there's medicine in the, in that neighborhood. That their job is to sell a product, and you wanted to make it so they couldn't sell a product anymore. So guess what? They've moved on. Right, and they shouldn't be. I mean, look, no, uh, it, 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 the same things have happened elsewhere, and, and Walgreens is not the only outfit to uh, to to try to you know cut their losses and make sure their employees are safe. 
Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation uh -huh, that needs to put is. their money where their mouth is. They're there. They got plenty of money. They can they, they can lose money. They're a multi-billion dollar corporation. They can they, they put their money where their mouth is and serve the community, even if they're getting robbed blind and a couple of their employees getting robbed at gunpoint. It's just, I, 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 it's a sense of entitlement. Yes, we've been robbing you. Yes, we steal a lot from here. But you have to stay here because if you leave, you'll, it'll be, it's racist. Yeah, why don't you look around at everybody else in the community and go, why did they leave? Maybe if we'd all stood up and said, why do we keep letting this place get robbed every week? Uh, why do we uh, just allow, we don't rest anybody. We just let everybody run wild and, and go crazy. And we don't punish anybody. And then wonder why there's nobody that wants to stay here anymore. She sounds angry that maybe uh, she's more upset that black and Hispanic people cannot rob anymore. They've taken, you know, they've taken away another form of income for many, uh, you know, uh, juveniles in the area. In the area, how are they going to make money? They can't rob the Walgreens now. Yes, some of the most bizarre. Uh, you know the whole. I'm sure. I'm sure the, the the CEO of Walgreens will be happy to share the information with her. Yeah, I'm sure he'll love to go in here and you go. Here's the all the police reports. I've got a folder that's about 20 feet tall here of all the police reports. Here's, we've had here's my be. financial showing the losses. Yeah. Uh, and so it's your district that that has a problem with sticky fingers, and that's why we're leaving. See you later, Liz Cheney. <clears throat> Liz Cheney says that <laughs> Taylor Swift is a national treasure. Taylor Swift is a national treasure. Why would she say that? Mm, man, politics. Taylor Swift is not a Taylor Swift is not a sire. 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 That's a, 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 a phony baloney AI redo of, of uh, a danger to our democracy. A danger to our democracy. A danger to our democracy. Yeah, I don't know why she would say that. Is she a national treasure? Uh, she's a superstar. Uh, I mean, she makes billions of dollars. People want to go see her. Uh She's another artist idol that people have. Um, if it makes them happy, it makes people happy. She's not a national treasure. There's no... Uh, yeah. I mean, we're, not, we, we're not putting monuments up to her right now. Muhammad Ali's a national treasure. Would you say he was a national treasure? Yeah, but that's more for what he did after boxing. Right, right. So, yeah, so, yeah. Not for, his, for his, his activism, I think. Who else is a national treasure? Bubba the Love Sponge. There are statues of him, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, said Florida State Guard to, uh, to Texas. He said the goal is to help Texas fortify this border, help them strengthen the barricades, help them add barriers, help them add the wire they, so they need so that we can stop this invasion once and for all. I have yet to see federal officials show up. You have so many states down there right now helping the state of Texas. It could be, can you imagine if the, if the feds wanted to make an issue of it?
Yeah, they don't. They they tried. They blustered. They said, "Well, we're, we're going to definitely get in there and cut it." They they knew how bad Arizona needs to put those those barriers yeah. back up again and fortify them with more bar- barbed wire. Let the states handle it. Which is honestly what it should be at this point, right? If you want to have an open border to your state where you're flooding people in through there, go for it. That's your uh, your business. It's just going to be pretty much California. Yeah, have at it. You see the boat? Another boat came ashore. Another boat came ashore in, in San Diego. So one guy happens to be in the waves with his GoPro in the water, sees it, films it. All. It's a nice boat. It doesn't look like a crappy boat, and they leave it there. They all jump off the boat. They just leave the boat. Yeah, it's probably gutted on the inside, though. That's what they normally do. Is you think it's on. a stolen boat or something? It's or? stolen. They steal it. They gut the insides out of it, so it's nothing but just a hull. And uh, packs some more illegals in there. Engine on the back of it. Man, here they come. It, that does feel like an evasion. You know, they're coming in by boat, dumping the boats on the shore, I mean, and running what in. What else would you call that? If I was to do that in any other country, uh, would not go over very well. No. You get shot. Couple in Montana is uh, dealing with the consequences of a dispute in their family over their daughter's expressed desire to transition gender. Child Protective Services intervened and took custody. Imagine that. You as a parent, you cannot make a decision, that decision for your, your, the state will make that. And this is not the, Montana's not the only state. In August of this year, their daughter, uh, the daughter of Krista and Todd, they identified as Jennifer. But they uh, confided to peers about having, she confided to peers about having suicidal thoughts, prompting immediate involvement from CPS. Following a home inspection and a conversation with Jennifer, CPS Child Protective Services concluded that a gender transition was necessary for her well-being an assessment that her parents disagreed with, which led to the forfeiture of their custodial rights. Man. I don't know what you do. But I, as a parent, I don't know what I would do. I'd be in jail for sure. Um, and now they're like, it's been our family's devastated that even if their Jennifer were returned, the family dynamic has been irrevocably altered due to the events. Uh, animosity from her, the, the the daughter towards her parents, asserting that their daughter's troubling behavior and mental health concerns have been dismissed by authorities. Uh, there's similar cases going on uh, in Indiana. Jeremy and Mary Cox lost custody of their son after objecting on religious grounds to their child's transition. It's up at the Supreme Court for consideration. Supporting that family is Abigail Martinez from California, who similarly lost custody of her daughter. Her child, her daughter later later died by suicide after beginning testosterone therapy. Imagine your kid, you saw, okay, look, just, just, you know, let's get you to, I'll, I'll get you to a therapist. You guys can talk, and, and uh, if you're, I don't want you to be suicidal, obviously, but is she really suicidal? If someone tells you they're suicidal, are they suicidal? I mean, you need to take it seriously no matter what if someone says they're suicidal. But then, yeah, let's go to a therapist, and we're going to talk with a therapist for a while. We're, we're not doing a rash thing of cutting your breasts off or cutting your yeah. genitals off. Yeah. And, Talk and, with a therapist. Go with a therapist for four or five years until you're 18 years old, and then you can do whatever you want. I really think it's just a fad. It's out of control. And and and, and now authorities are uh, not only encouraging it, but enforcing it with, I mean, taking your kid from you because you won't let her become a boy. Dress like a boy. 
What if that's what you want to do? Dress up. I'll call you Todd, but you're not getting on any pills or, or you know, test, uh, testosterone or any of that until you're an adult. I mean, their, their numbers aren't, percentages isn't great right now. They've taken three kids, and uh, this one has just been taken away, so you can't really count that one. But they're, uh, half of the time, the kids still commit suicide. So it doesn't seem like uh, the numbers are doing all that great to be taken away from the parents still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a state-mandated tampon dispenser in a boy's room at a Connecticut high school lasted 20 minutes. I knew that was going to happen. That's, that's just boys. <laughs> Uh, it was placed in the Brookville High School boys' bathroom at 9.30 a.m. Uh, last Wednesday, but by 9.52, it was torn from the wall, leaving tampons littering the floor. Part of the state law that mandates every high school must provide free menstrual products in women's rooms, all gender restrooms, and men's rooms. The... Uh, Principal said, I'm aware the law says men's bathroom, but the actions today that led to vandalism and destruction of property were the work of immature boys, not men. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Other instances of vandalism in recent weeks, uh, tearing down uh, other objects like a soap dispenser. But this was up. This was down 20 minutes after you put it up. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's part of it is boys are going to be boys type of thing. You go in most boys' bathroom, the uh, soap dispensers are all pulled off the wall, the mirrors are broken, uh, all that stuff. You put in a, a tampon dispenser in there for a bunch of high school yeah. boys, that sucker's getting pulled off What do off you the think? Wall. Yeah, you got to put a, tw- a 24-hour guard on that, on that tampon dispenser or a camera on it. <laughs> Stupid. Oh, that is just ignorant. Oh, oh great news. Uh, the Chicago City Council. Good news if you uh, you know you hate Israel and you love Hamas. There may soon be all over, thanks to the uh, Chicago City Council. Here, there they are celebrating their passage of their what do they call it ceasefire resolution. Yeah, ceasefire resolution. Born this resolution, a motion, even though there is no tie. So I will exercise my vote, my right, and my both eye. Yeah! Jesus Christ. A bunch of kids. Yeah, up in the galley, cheering yeah. like they scored a touchdown. Now they all feel great. What? What is that? What has that done? Nothing. And four of those people got robbed when they walked out into the area. <laughs> the, they're in Chicago. Uh, it's so funny. I just, uh, it's it's like that, you know, that, that meme in a bar, I think it's originally a soccer game and everybody goes berserk. It's like that. Yes, yes. They're jumping up and down and screaming and something that is absolutely 100% useless. I think some are crying. They're now the largest city in the U.S. that's asked for a ceasefire. Oh, well, that ought to do it, right? God. Um, It's just the fact that they are jumping up and down in celebration like they won the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. And and they got a resolution in a city council to pass. Uh, You know how hard it is to get a resolution in a city council to pass? 
Wow. Not hard. You walk in there and you put a resolution in there. They vote on it, right? Yeah. (laughs) As long as it's not something really ridiculous, honestly, most of the time they'll agree with you and just accept it. Mm. Uh, It looks like Bud Light is trying to do a U-turn. And uh, they partnered with uh, comedian Shane Gillis. Used to be on Saturday Night Live. I think this guy's tremendously funny. He has an incredible Trump impersonation impression. Uh, he's also he was fired from SNL after videos popped up about him making some racial and homophobic comments. Hmm. What do you think they're doing? Um, they're going the opposite direction because they're a soulless corporation. We knew they would do exactly this at some point. They say Shane Gillis is notorious for his foul mouth, racist, and homophobic jokes. That's a hard turn for Bud Light. Yeah, I think the author did not, but I don't think Bud Light said, hey, we're getting Shane Gillis, the guy known for his racist yeah, and homophobic right. jokes. I bet you think they'd come out bold like uh, Shane Gillis like, comes out and spits and goes, screw these queers, the direction of Bud Light. You know. I don't know what they use with him. Probably just commercials. Maybe they'll put he'll pop up in the. They, there's a picture with him, the Clydesdales. Yeah, he'll he has he'll have a Super Bowl ad this weekend. Man, because they're going to put all their money behind him now. Um, he talked about it on uh, Joe Rogan last year. Said the whole thing was a joke, and it was a. But it's going to be tough to overcome market wise. It's tough to let to get people to order Bud Light publicly because you're going to get made fun of now. But apparently, he's going to help him. Yeah, he do. He should do a campaign. The campaign should be something along the lines of, uh, "I'm drinking Bud Light, so you can laugh at me and go back to drinking Bud Light." A type of campaign. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting. I wonder how they'll handle it. They have never really directly uh, um, uh, addressed it in their marketing. Other than firing that whole marketing team, so right. I mean, <laughs> they addressed it in a way, but they they all kind of always been just uh, mouth shut about it the whole time. Right. They really right. were just like, well, don't talk about it; it'll go away. Uh, we fired <laughs> that person. Well, I don't know. Uh, I can't wait to see it. I do think the guy's funny as hell. Um. Didn't the uh, government or White House, White House staff did? Did they go out, walked out because they wanted a ceasefire? Oh, they signed a letter, and then then, then congressional pages did it. And they they walked all, out. Yeah. Um, well, today they went on hunger strike. Federal workers, a group that uh, they formed, an outfit called Feds United for Peace. More than two dozen agencies, government wide are planning a day of fasting. They're going to not eat today. Oh, man. Just all those other people that do fasting normally, it just it's going to be dangerous. It's going to be so tough for them. Because they're normally snacking all day long. Yes. Um, they showed up in, in the, wearing the keffiyeh scarves. Uh, one federal employee, speaking on half the group, said the day of fasting is is a response to Israel's use of starvation as a weapon of war by intentionally withholding food from entering Gaza. Tons of food's entering Gaza from Egypt, and it's all getting uh, snatched up by Hamas. And also, if you really want to 
give me a, a show that you're uh, really behind your uh, cause. One day if hunger strike is not it. Yeah. Was that one guy that went on a hunger strike on the on the Capitol or the I steps of the Capitol? Represent, Representative Garcia, the same guy that did the alligator posters, but I might I could be wrong about that. But, but he anyway like eight eight hours without eating or something like that? Yeah, he made a whole eight hours. <laughs> and then he uh it was a whole uh eighty degrees outside while he was on the steps uh, and he, he was parched. He was parched and, and then he started to faint, so they had to feed him finally after eight hours. Oh brave. Boy, oh boy. Uh, when we return, I'll tell you about an alarming, two alarming additions to the White House administration. One's an old name you won't, you, you would definitely recognize. And a, and a rather unique method that a, a high school in Scotland has used to keep kids from loitering around in the bathrooms. I think it's it's brilliant. Unless they need a breakdown. Unless, unless they have a scheduled breakdown. All right, hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Every year across America, a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked. Covenant House is the national leader providing safe housing for youth 50 years strong. Help us fight youth homelessness. Go to covenanthouse.org. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. You know, uh, DC is a crime-ridden asshole. The latest uh, event at Former uh, Trump administration official shot in the head in the wake uh, of crime three one guy was going on. Um, the carjacking <clears throat> in twenty twenty three alone about a thousand. That figure is six more than six hundred percent higher than the incidents of carjacking in D.C. in twenty eighteen. Hmm. So you'd think that, okay, we've got increased crime and oof, I don't even know what. Let's, let's take a look at the system. Okay, we arrest a guy. We charge him with some crimes. Well, we arrest him. We take him down to the station. We fingerprint him. We get his, make sure we get his picture because, you know, uh, and his full name. Uh, and uh, we write up a little, uh, you know, hey, you got a peer. Here's your court date. And then we, you know, we send him out and pack it. And that's it. Yeah, they wonder why officers don't arrest anybody because it's a waste of the officer's time. Right. Well, to make matters worse, um, the attorney general for D.C. was talking about the epidemic of violence and violent crime and the enormous number of carjackings plaguing the the nation's capital. And he told the D.C. residents, they're so concerned about it, that Quote, we can't just arrest and prosecute our way out of this problem. Mm-hmm. That seems like the only way out of the problem. Sure seems like if you have a problem of crime, prosecuting and arresting people. And actually putting them in jail and keeping them there on a bond, you know, so they have to come up with some bail that guarantees their release, you know, doesn't 100% guarantee the return, but it gives them incentive to return uh, for their court date. And then... You sentence them, and if they've been arrested five or six times, maybe uh, there's an appropriate sentence. This is the this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever ever heard. Yeah, you can't prosecute the. Come on, we just can't prosecute the, our way out of crime. 
I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah, give me uh, uh, like a week with a, with a gavel, and I'll see what I can do here. Right. I'll have that jail full in uh, 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 four days. Yeah. yeah. What, were you breaking into a car? Yeah. Let me look at here. This is your fifth time breaking into a car. All right. Good luck. I'll see you in uh, about 180 days. Yeah. And off to jail you go. <laughs> that is, I mean, that's insane. I mean, you don't have to. That's the the part that always makes me laugh, too, because they go, well, uh, uh, you know, the, the long sentences are just ruining me. Okay. You can still charge people and, and put them in jail. You can say that reduce sentences. Uh, but, hey, put that guy in there for two years and see what happens. I mean, D.C.'s the place where the the prosecution would ask for a a sentence of X amount of years for a Jan 6 defendant, and the judge would triple it. But these, you know, carjackings over and over, uh, you just, we'll see you later. Uh, go, you know, you can go home. Wow. Oh, I wanted to play this. Uh Ben Shapiro on uh, Piers Morgan. Speaking of Taylor Swift, since you know Ben Shapiro is the number one rap artist in America right now, I'm putting aside her politics. Um, I would imagine that Taylor Swift is pretty much your idea of, of a good role model, isn't she, for young young girls in particular? I mean, my, my only critique of Taylor Swift is that she's 34 and all of her songs sound like a 17-year-old going through her first breakup. That, that's my only critique, is that she's two years younger than my wife. My wife is a doctor and we have four kids, and Taylor Swift is 34 and single and still acting like she's in the dating pool. And that, that's my only critique of Taylor Swift. I, my, my great hope for Taylor Swift is that Travis Kelsey proposes to her. She gets married to Travis Kelsey. They have lots of babies and a bunch of young feminist women decide that actually marriage is not the worst idea, and they get married and have a bunch of babies, and we can have the Taylor Swift baby boom. <laughs> Still, Ben always sounds like he's at one and a half speed. Yeah, he definitely does. Like he, you're listening to a podcast on just under, turn it up a little half. bit. Yeah. Um, think about that though, and 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 would it be such a conspiracy to think about Taylor Swift as a psyop asset because she does have such pull? I mean, what is she? What is she? Her value to the NFL is uh, over what four or five appearances at games. Or, yeah, I, I netted them think, an, some value of $350 million. Yeah, I don't think she herself is. Uh, I don't even think she knows what's going on half the time, uh, what, what's circling around her. I think that her team and her people and what other people, be it the NFL's people, uh, they all are circling around going, okay, this is a great, we'll get you there, we make sure you're at the games. Uh, you just have to be lovey-dovey. Uh, he's your boyfriend anyway, so just give him googly eyes and cheer on, and we'll continue raking in money okay. here and there. Let me give you an example. Let's say that she shows up at a game, and she's got a bauble, or uh, she's wearing a, 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 a sweater no one's ever seen, or a bag, a handbag, or whatever, and uh, someone asks her where it is or, or what it is, and she says it, or someone discovers what it is, odds are that thing is going to sell like hotcakes for the next several days. It is, but I don't see her doing that too often. There are some other... Uh, oh, I'm not saying that she does it. Yeah, I, I just don't... I, I think she has She's way, way too much money singing and dancing. Yeah, I, I think she has that power. I don't know 100% if she is using it for evil yet. Like, she could very She easily. influenced a, a slew of her young female uh, fans to watch the NFL and even tear up when they heard that Jason Kelsey was retiring, which is really nothing even to cry about. It's, you know, um, they had no idea really anything about football prior to this exposure. 
Yeah, I, I think the, that is should be the. I don't think she is that way, but she could be. She very could be so, used for evil very quickly. Okay, but do you think though, if she like like Ben Shapiro states that if she did marry uh, Travis uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, they started a family, that maybe some other thirty five year old, thirty four year olds, or maybe even younger eighteen twenty year olds would say, "Hey, marriage looks pretty cool. Taylor's do, doing it." Yes, because they're lemmings. The Stan community is uh, insane. The what? Stans. That's uh, what they the fan. They call themselves Stans. That's, stans. Yeah, that's all. If you uh, are a group of people that are fans of one certain thing, so Taylor Swift, uh, K-pop, whatever. Th- those are they're, they're Stans. Now each of those Stans has their own name. You know, Swifties or Taylor Swift ones. Uh, Beyonce was the like the Bayhive or something like that. Uh, okay, but, but all to right. To be a fan of that obsessive the, stand. So uh, the Burke Brigade, for example, might be stands. Might be stands, yes. Thank you, Burke Brigade. You bunch of stands. But that's uh, there. That community is so insane uh, because you can you can go right now on X and be a person that has very little reach at all. Nobody right. knows who you are. But if you were to go on there and put uh, Taylor Swift uh, uh, is a whore. And just put that on somewhere it. and hashtagged it. You would have just a flood oh, yeah. of people coming at you. Yeah, you would. And that's all they have during their day. It's a uh, it's a sickness. It is. It's a bit of that social media sickness to it. She could set trends uh, in fashion easily. Although I don't see people wearing that onesie around much that she wears on stage. Yeah, <laughs> that well, weird outfit. Most people don't have the body. <laughs> it would look even uh, all right on. Um. So, what you don't you don't think that she could cause a cultural shift in the 18 to 28 um, demographic where most of her fans are? I mean, I think she could, but her team is, is smart enough not to go that far. They'll, they'll, they'll tease with it. They did it last time with Biden. They did a couple like, uh, Taylor wants you to get out and vote, and maybe uh, you want to do Biden, but uh, it's not going to ever go full out because, again, you alienate money that you've lost that for no reason. Right. Never, it's always right. money. You never, why would you ever want to alienate a, a group of people? That'll see her talking up about uh, the Middle East either. No, she'll go out. Uh, more than likely, she'll do a couple as soon as the year is over. She'll do some get out and vote campaigns and uh, uh, get young people out to vote. And she'll send out a couple tweets to say, well, make sure you're registered before uh, uh, the, the election comes along. And that's, that'll be it. Did she? Give anyone an idea which way she was going? Uh, she was a little bit Biden. She was definitely yeah. more Biden last time. People, I would just assume that she would be more conservative because of the amount of money she has. Uh, she probably is, but the image that she has right. to put out right now is not that. You're saying she's a fraud, Eric? That's what you're telling me? All of Hollywood is a fraud. Every <laughs> bit of it. There's a reason that Ch- Ch- Travis Kelsey went from... Uh, 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 you look at all his college posts and everything. He was kind of that hip hop uh, guy. I'm the uh, thuggish type of guy, and then now he's a uh, clean cut. Uh, you know, I'm the uh, all American, uh, wholesome guy. Yeah. And images change really quickly. Yeah. I got a couple of neck tattoos. Let me tell you, it's hard to pass myself off as a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> this school in Auckland is. I think it's a great idea. It's called Green Bay High School. It it is. Um, they uh, replaced all the doors to the bathrooms with big glass doors. And it's they say, look, a lot of kids go in there and they stand around and they uh, goof off and vape and, uh, you know, grab ash or whatever. 
Uh, so they took the doors down and put up glass doors for uh, greater passive supervision in the bathroom areas. The entrance door, uh, it, it also has, I mean, the, the, you can't see inside the stalls. You just see the main bathroom part. Yeah. It's like uh, you can look right down the hallway of the stalls. Okay. So some students were not very happy about it, talking about the lack of privacy. And they say students do not just gather in toilets for nefarious reasons. One student said, what if I need to have a breakdown? Go in the stall and shut the door. If you're on the floor breaking down, you got some more issues. It's completely void of privacy. Devoid. Um. Yeah, it's a. They did a little remodel. And look, wouldn't that discourage you from standing around and, uh, you know, you're still gonna vape in a stall, I would imagine. But they can't, they can't invade your privacy in the stall. Yeah, but I can see the vape smoke going over the top of the oh, stall. Oh, that's true. <laughs> through the door. That's still privacy, is it not? Yeah, they can't see you using the bathroom. It's no different than a than a. If you're changed out in the middle of the the bathroom, you weren't worried about uh, privacy issues anyway. I don't think there's a boy anywhere in there that would have a problem with it. The gir- girls maybe, right? Because you're they're in the mirror, the mm-hmm. the lipstick and the hair and all that nonsense. Um, my dad, we used to get uh, ticked off at my older sister. She would always slam her door, or she'd lock her door, and she could get a heat to it and got a hammer and. A, and a, and a chisel and just ding, ding, just took the, the pins out of the, and, and took that door. I think he put it in the bed of his truck. <laughs> uh, um, good news for, what is this name? Tracy Ann Jacobson. You probably don't know the name, but she's the Biden official, the White House official, uh, who has, uh, She's with a screwed up. She was in charge of um, the what, what is the visas for the 150,000 or so United States allies in Afghanistan that we were supposed to get out with us. You know, the translators, the uh, those type of people um, in 2021, uh, which was a you know, huge embarrassment for us. We left behind so many yeah, probably 150,000 people. Good chance. Yeah. Um, well, she's just got a, a, a promotion. You know, you F up like that in the Biden administration and you're going places, honey. She is now the new envoy to Baghdad, the ambassador to, our, to Iraq. Mm. I think the Biden administration is one of the few places in the world that you can actually fail at and go and... Get a better job. Screw up remarkably yeah. and and yeah, almost be rewarded. Here's uh, Lloyd Austin on his first day back. And I did want to address my recent hospital stay and some of the issues around it. I'm recovering well, but as you can see, I'm still recovering. I'm still having some leg pain and doing physical therapy to get past it. I'm deeply grateful to my doctors and the nursing staff at Walter Reed. And I very much appreciate all, all right. the good wishes. Get to the bad part. But I want to be crystal clear. We did not handle this right. Uh-huh. We did not handle this right. I love that. I don't know if it's in that same clip, but someone asked, like, did you, do you think you uh, probably should have told the president about your absence? And he goes, that's a great question. And then continued on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a pro. All right, Heather. Ooh. Are you ready? I am. Let's do it. 
And if anybody has any emails or any uh, advice that they'd like us to give you, uh, email heatherhasanswers at gmail.com. Heatherhasanswers at gmail.com. All right. It's this first one. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm 81% positive that my neighbor killed her boyfriend. Yeah, I know it sounds like a pick-me email headline, but it's all true. So on New Year's Day, I got home the same time my neighbor did. Later that night, when I was taking my dog out, I saw her boyfriend come in and get on the elevator. That same night, there was a lot of arguing, and it stopped eventually, so I assumed they sorted it all out. Then I fell asleep, woke up the next morning, and then the girl neighbor was crying in the hallway. I didn't think much of it. She was leaving for work. I thought she was just crying because of the argument with her boyfriend the night before. Days went by, and I noticed that his car was still there, but I hadn't seen him leave, and that's when I started getting a little suspicious. Fast forward to a little more than a week later, my neighbor started moving out of her apartment, and while she was moving, she had the door open, and there was an absolute horrid stench coming from her apartment oh. and filling the hallway. I've genuinely never smelled anything like that. And then on Friday last week, my roommate was in the elevator with her boyfriend. Or wait, with her, excuse me. And apparently she was talking to herself and mumbling. Weird, but okay. Then last night, there was a trail of weird brownish liquid coming from her apartment to the elevator. There was a puddle of it in the elevator, and it smelled like feces, along with what looked like suitcase wheels going through it. Oh, my God. Call the cops! I decided to call Crime Check, and they told me I wasn't the first to call about it. What? Wow. And then they literally, just tonight, I found a grocery bag with clothes and some type of wire or cord in it on the stairs. I also noticed that her boyfriend's car has been gone as of yesterday. I'm really confused and concerned. Maybe I watch too much true crime stuff, so I can't help but think that she killed her boyfriend. I'm sure there's probably a logical explanation for all of it. But with the all the factors combined, I can't help but assume the worst. I would call for a welfare check, but the problem is she's only here between 5 and 7 p.m. at night. She gets her things and then leaves and doesn't come back until the next night. Is there anything else I can really do? Our landlord property management company know about this as well, and apparently other tenants on the floor have complained. Wow. That is the end well, of the, the cops. Email. The cops haven't followed up with her about it? I, I guess not. Yeah, there's not a missing report for this a guy. A yeah, missing person's uh, report? That's a good That's a good idea. She needs to check with that. I, I mean, honestly, this sounds very uh, rear window-esque. The Alfred Hitchcock movie, the guy's out there. He's seen his neighbors. He yeah. thinks his neighbor murdered his wife. And, <sighs> Yeah, but this has stench and, and and brownish liquid, and and it smells like feces, which is probably a decomposing body. Yeah, but it could be many things that they. She, She's moved out, but she still comes back She's every. In the process of moving out, it sounds like. Yeah, she could have had a food in the fridge that they left say in that there. Could have been a bag of food that's leaking. I, 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 there's I, no missing persons report, things like that. I'd yeah, be I think she needs to, at the very least, the next time the lady's there, knock on the door and say, hey, where's Steve? Yeah, what's his name? I haven't seen him lately. Everything all right with you guys? Well, it doesn't sound like they're friends or that they've uh, ever, you know, communicated, except like on the elevator or whatnot. Wow. Yeah, that one was, that one was scary. Like, uh, I want to know what happens. Can the, I mean, the building maintenance could get into there if they really wanted to. And the apartment complex apparently knows about... The What's stank going and, oh, on? Yeah. Right. yeah, normally uh, you go to an apartment and you go to management and say, hey, that, this apartment next to me is reeking. They'll send a maintenance guy to go look and they'll put a notice, hey, 24 hours, we're coming to go check this out. Yeah. And then look in there to make sure damage isn't being done to the apartment. Oof. <laughs> God, that's horrible. It is. It, yes. Okay. Hello, Heather, Shannon, and Easy. I've been married to my husband for about five years. We're in our early 30s and have a 16-month-old baby boy. I've never meant my marriage to be a family affair, but I'm really scared it's either going to become that or everything will go up in flames. 
for three years, my husband has sent my little sister explicit messages pretending it was me he was sending it to. He blamed pain medication. He pre- prefaced it by saying, babe, I'm so high on antibiotics and painkillers right now. And when my sister made him aware that his messages were to the wrong person, my husband says, LOL, and ask her to keep it between them. No apology or embarrassment of any kind. What do I do in this situation? I've confronted him about it, but have yet to get a reply. Hmm. They've only been married five years, and he's been doing this for three years. For three years? three years for her to confront him? He's been doing it consistently for three years? I don't know if it's consistent. Oh. Um. He, she needs to sit down and be like, I need answers now. I mean, how often is he high on uh, antibiotics and painkillers? And What kind of antibiotics get you high? Mm, I don't know. I mean, it's more probably the painkillers. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah uh, uh, that's... Do painkillers make you hit on your wife's sister? Like... <laughs> Uh, they can. Yeah, I, I, apparently so. <clears throat> no, but if you're already, a, you know, deep down a creep, uh, but painkillers just bring it to the surface. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so uh, advice for her? Um, I hate to advise anybody to get a divorce, but I certainly would. Uh, Communication. Ask him why it's still going on, yeah. and say if it go if it happens, and then grab his phone and take his and erase his your sister's say, number from the phone. I guarantee he doesn't know numbers. it. Yeah. Yeah. See who he does. And his sister needs to block him. She should also go through his phone to see if he's done that to other women. Other family members. Gross. Aunt Myrna. He's done it to other women. If he's texting the the, uh, sister, his sister in law, uh, creepy things, he's done it to other women. Yeah, probably so. That's not the first person you you start with. You're like, all right, I want to do some weird, creepy (laughs) stuff. Let's text the old sister in law. (laughs) Hey, Florida man, maybe you've seen my wife. A video surfaced of my wife cheating on me, and I don't know how to protect my kids. About a week ago, I got contacted by my wife's best friend's husband, asking if we could meet up and talk. Long story short, he dropped a load on me, telling me our wives were cheating on us, and showed me a video that has been spreading on porn sites of our wives and their friend having sex at at their old house with some guys we've never seen. When I confronted my wife about it, she went through all the stages and emotions and all the excuses she could come up with. She even said it wasn't her, even though her face is clearly visible. I immediately called my lawyer and explained things, to which he told me to take a breather, collect my thoughts, and he sent me an email of things I can do so I can take it step by step. Ignoring those steps, I come to you. Uh, We have three kids, aged 12 to four. They all go to school where we live. They're all doing sports or activities. They love it here. We're doing great. This is where the biggest issue comes in, is that we live in a small town and word has definitely gotten around. A lot of things I noticed before knowing that this happened makes so much more sense now. Weird looks, people ignoring me or flat out excusing themselves quickly when they talk to me. People know, people have seen it, and I'm so scared for my kids. Our 12-year-olds already received comments about it in school along the lines of your mother's a whore. And as someone who was bullied a lot in school and knowing that these videos are close to impossible to take down, I'm so scared that they're going to get bullied and their lives are going to be destroyed. The only possible option for me seems to be to leave town and start over somewhere else, but I don't want my kids to miss their friends, their hobbies, activities. It's going to rip them out of their lives. But staying here where everyone knows seems incredibly unsafe. Is there anything I can do to keep my kids safe? Uh, uh, no. I mean, your kids are going to hear about it. They're already getting bullied by it. You know, it'll I mean, come I, out eventually, no matter where they live. 
Yeah, I mean, I think they have a better shot of not being in the town. Uh, it, it sucks. It's gonna, the kids are not going to be happy about it. Uh, but for their own mental health, it may be worth to leave that small town because small town uh, things move quick. Uh, when you, those type of rumors go around, and you, do you think rumor, it'll come and go, and it'll go away? Or? No, I don't think it will. Yeah. You, he needs to move to an. He'd have to move to an area that is uh, outside of this small town because nobody. You move into a bigger city, and everybody in a big city's got a porn on the yeah. on the internet. So yeah, you got the moms uh, pushing their OnlyFans on their yeah, minivans, so. hawking their OnlyFans in the carpool line. <laughs> Right. That's it. I, yeah, I'm afraid to. I agree. Yeah, unfortunately, no probably where they go, it's going to come back. Yeah, uh, it'll be less than a small town though. This is the type of thing though. Uh, tra- news travels quick in a small town, and it's already gone everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. That's hot. Well, I mean, it makes you think. Like all these women who are out there already, just you know, starting OnlyFans and starting up videos, and like that stuff doesn't go away. And if you've got kids. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it should come out one day. A little disappointed they assumed we had already seen this video and yet <laughs> yeah. <have> not. <laughs> well, give her, yeah, send us a link. <laughs> should I email him back? <laughs> yeah, send us a link. Well, you know, give us a, a give it, let us say maybe it's uh, not really too bad. I mean, I don't know how. If, I guess there's full penetration and all that I, stuff I, going on. All right, thank you. These are getting great. All right, you can email me Heather has answers at gmail.com. Um. Yeah, those are fantastic. Heather has answers at gmail.com. That's good stuff. All right, when we return, we'll get to remarks. Um, TikTok is actually banning something. Well, I think it's kind of stupid. Uh, it's whether or not you have legs that are suitable for leggings. Legging legs, they're called. What's the good uh, legging legs and what's the bad yeah, legging well, legs? You know. <laughs> Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Ben Affleck, and I want to thank you for joining me and supporting paralyzed veterans of America. I just don't think my family would be as happy as they are without the support that I received from paralyzed veterans of America. Go to pva.org to learn more. Weird in Chicago, or in Illinois, period. Now, a new bill has been introduced there that would ban cops from pulling over people for certain violations. They believe that there's racial bias in the traffic stops. So, everyone gets a pass. This bill would not allow police to pull people over for expired registration stickers, broken headlights or taillights, failure to wear a seatbelt, certain speeding violations, and broken mirrors or excessive tints on windows. Other county sheriffs also expressed concern about the bill because of how it can affect police's ability to intervene before fatal accidents. That includes speeding 25 miles an hour above the posted speed limit. So they can't pull (laughs) people over for anything. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean, look, I'm a I'm a fanatic about all my uh, lights and such working on my vehicles um, uh, and just, you know, just to be compliant, I guess, in the laws and just to make sure that, you know, my vehicles up to snuff. Um, but I mean, expired registration tag. 
That's a big offense. Oh, or or speed could, 25 over the miles per hour over the speed limit. Right. Good for the good for everybody in Illinois. Yeah, cuz you can't get pulled over anymore. There are certain vehicle code uh, things that are contributors to accidents, are contributors to reckless behavior, speeding, improper lane usage are two of those things. The bill's sponsor, Representative Justin Slaughter, says the bill was meant to start a conversation to see if the state could reduce the number of offenses you can be pulled over for. The lawmakers behind these kinds of pushes are concerned these traffic stops are being used as a reason to stop and search cars for other evidence of more serious crimes. In a statement, Slaughter said, quote, for Obviously, you know, if they pull you over for one thing, they're going to look for other stuff. You know? Yeah, I mean, if they pull you over and you're super nervous and uh, your car smells like a Cheech and Chong concert, yeah. they might look around a little bit. Or, or, you know, in proper use of lane, you're 25 miles over the speed limit, one headlight out and one taillight out, or no taillights. Maybe your brake lights are out and you could get rear-ended and be, you know. I mean, that tells me you drink and drive all you want to because uh, the only way they're going to be able to tell is if you're swerving all over the damn place. Even then, they might not be able to pull you over. Right. Wow. Must be nice. I doubt it will go anywhere. It's meant to start a conversation. I mean, there are uh, to make less laws. I mean, you know. Is it racial bias? I mean, is a cop going to pull you? Not he's going to let you slide on an expired tag because you're white? Uh, no. But will they? I mean, I get it. There are some. Uh, that's been a historical way you way to pull people over, of uh, you know tint and all that stuff. And uh, they it seems to target one minority group. If you want to go by that, right? It doesn't mean it's still not illegal. Right. Right. <laughs> it's true. I had that window, that limo tent. I had a black car once when I was working for uh, Bubba. He goes, don't leave your car, buddy. We'll, we'll take that up tomorrow while you're on the air. You come out, boom, it's done. On the house. So he called some guy, and the car was black already, and he put window tent all the way around. I mean, limo tent in the front. I li- when I, when I, I didn't leave my house at 3.30 in the morning to get out down there to do that show on time. And it's dark as hell. I literally had to rain or shine to put my front windows down to get out of my neighborhood. <laughs> I couldn't see a damn thing out of my windows. Uh. I got pulled over for tint just once in my old truck that I had. Was it super dark? Uh, it wasn't that bad, but it was factory. It oh, was really? A, yeah, it was especially, uh, it was a, a Ford Ranger, and it was called a Tremor. The whole back seat, it had no back seat. It was a full uh, woofer and a speaker oh, set behind it nice. and tinted windows. And Was it le- illegal tent from the factory? Uh, the cop that pulled me over said so, and then he ran the thing over. He's like, well, I guess it's not. I'm like, yeah, you pulled me over for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't smell any weed, do you? All right, let's get to some remarks from the Florida Man Radio app and powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. <clears throat> The app is a treasure trove of archived shows and uh, podcast form. And uh, it's a great way to just listen to all the shows. You can communicate with us by hitting the little microphone down at the bottom. Here we go. All this illegal immigrant garbage going on right now is typical crap that they throw out there. They're going, oh, well, let's create a problem. That way we can pretend to have a solution to that problem. So bring all the migrants here. 
And then after they're here, they go up. Well, since they're all here, they got to have jobs. They got to vote. For well over 10 years, we keep hearing about all these FEMA camps that spread out across the country. Why don't we send these migrants to the FEMA camps? Or furnish some of those fancy tents down by the border, like you see in some of the pictures of these FEMA camps. Where are FEMA camps? I've never seen one. Uh, I mean, we've seen, like, the staging areas of them. Tim in Georgia heard for well over 10 or 15 years, maybe longer, about FEMA camps spread out all over the country. This is the Why don't all these illegals get... We got you first time. Thank you. You're so cold-hearted, Shannon, you don't even realize that Hamas terrorists need a place, too. Maybe they're just looking for a better life, too. <laughs> you know? It's humane. Running water, electricity, you know. <laughs> hey, what's going on, y'all? It's Ryan from Oklahoma. Uh, love y'all's show as always. Doing a great job, but uh, what a glorious day it's going to be when everybody wakes up and realizes, just like Ilan Omar, a lot of these, the majority of these people flooding our borders, they're not escaping anything. Ilan Omar didn't escape anything. I truly believe it was just all part of a grander scheme, grander plan. And it's, um, it's starting to unfold very, very fast. God bless America. Yep. Hey, guys, what's up? Yeah, Omar, she definitely needs to be deported. She violated everything in the oath she took when she became a U.S. citizen. Uh, there's part in there where you have to denounce your government and all that, and you will not support them or anything. So uh, I don't know what the why they're dragging their feet on this, but she needs to go. Keep it up, guys. Great show. Beedy, beedy. Well, how long has she been here? <clears throat> Elon? Yeah. I mean, there's a civil war there that's been going on since the early 80s. It's still going on. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Wait. Todd and Wait. We can have butt sex in the Capitol? I gotta go. I gotta book a flight. Beat a beat a. The, the, I forget the guy's name. Anyways, a Biden guy who's in one of his campaign ads who stripped down and allowed himself to be anally penetrated there. Uh, Capitol Police decided no charges. What Ilhan Omar is telling you is she is looking you right straight in the face and she is saying, I am your enemy. I am a plant from Somalia that has been put in this position to disrupt American interests. And where does she find a home in politics in America? Within the Democrat Party, because that is the party that promotes and protects the enemies of America. Yep. Uh, she, she was granted asylum in the U.S. in 1995. With Walgreens leaving, it reminds me of, uh, was it last year when Chicago said that they were going to open up a government-run grocery store? I haven't heard anything else about that. Y'all know anything? What happened with that whole thing? I don't know. I don't recall. The whole thing's dumb. Nobody should operate at a loss. Or be forced to, you know? Unless they're looking for a tax write-off. I don't know what happened to that. Oh, here we go. Roxbury is like the Harlem of Boston. It's a rough part of town. This whole rec center thing is not going to end well. Oh, like the uh, residents resenting them to the point where they might come to fisticuffs, perhaps? 
Uh, there's going to be some West Side Story going on. <laughs> By national treasure, does she mean that Taylor Swift is a high-value national asset? Hmm. Hmm. Willie Nelson is a national treasure. Taylor Swift is the flavor of the month, just like Britney Spears was. I don't know if she's flavor of the month. You've been flavor of the last decade, right? Yeah, she's been around a while now. Yeah, I agree. Willie Nelson is a national treasure. Uh. Taylor Swift was the wrong decision for a psyop. She's already won a court case on sexual assault. She'll have a big press conference with Grandpa Touchy Feely. He will assault her. She will call him out in public and release a single. <laughs> he may be orange, but he never touched my butt. Yeah, she got. Uh, she sued a DJ. They were standing for a picture, and he reached around and grabbed her ass. And that dude's career is over, and she sued him for a dollar. <laughs> uh, but she, I don't know that she was a big-time superstar back when that happened. But she was still a big, big enough star to, you know. Yeah, a big enough star that a DJ doesn't mean grabbing her ass. Yeah. People in this country has truly lost the idea of what war is. The first objective is objective is to unalive more of your enemy than they do of you that's number one number two that's coming from a guy that was raised by a man who in vietnam beat two Viet Cong to death with his foxhole shovel it's just pathetic we've really lost the scope of it it's over man that's one tough dude Hey guys, great show again. Michael Jordan's the best uh, example ever of uh, somebody who wouldn't get involved in politics just for marketing reasons. He famously said Republicans buy shoes too. And uh, he stuck to that. I think he was probably a closet conservative too. Peter Beedoo. Yep. Dolly Parton's the same way. My stands group is called the Berksies. <laughs> I like that. Oh, no. I am so going to put on Twitter slash X that Taylor Swift is a whore. Awesome. Good luck. Yeah. You're going to get your, uh, I might get you kicked off. <clears throat> hey, everybody. This is Kate Squirrel, um, president of the stands Brick Brigade Army. We require uh, your monthly registry fee. Please send it to Kate and we will distribute out the hoodies and the rings and everything else in a couple of weeks. Thanks. The rings. Huh? What do the Barstool Sports hoodies say? Uh, Taylor's boyfriend or something like that. Go Taylor's boyfriend. Yeah, go Taylor's boyfriend. <laughs> Why not? 
Hey, regarding your Walgreens story, I don't really have any sympathy for people in those communities because they're the ones that voted for these low IQ affirmative action beneficiaries with a victimhood mentality. And then, you, of course, you're going to wind up with cities like San Francisco, Detroit, Minneapolis, Chicago, St. Louis, Baltimore, Washington, D.C. So if you want to get your Walgreens back, vote for somebody else. Be do, be do. Yep. Good point. You voted for that. What's up, fellas? Yeah, dude, the whole. Um, you know, Taylor Swift is a psyop or whatever. You know, it hasn't been that interesting to me, but what did stick out to me was the other day the White House was commenting on Taylor Swift's, like, deep fake stuff, and I, I don't remember KJP ever talking about any other pop star's social media issues, you know what I mean? So I don't know what that's about. And I was also thinking maybe the Taylor Swift is a psyop is the psyop. Oh, a psyop inception. <laughs> a psyop inside of a psyop. It's called rest, uh, nesting doll, Russian nesting doll psyop. <laughs> yeah, you can work for the Biden administration and screw up and get uh, promotions. The only other job in the world where you can be wrong all the time and nobody ever calls you out is weatherman. Uh, these weather people are always wrong unless it's uh, July and August and September in Florida and they say chance showers this afternoon. They're right 75% of the time. Anyway, beat a beat Have a great day, guys. Damn it. The secret's out. Talking murder. Talking Hitchcock. Talking cool stuff with smooth jazz in the background. Love the saxophone. Uh, that was a girl from Ipanema. So, it wasn't smooth jazz. so what exactly does the barbed wire or razor wire down in Texas keep access from isn't it from the border why does border patrol need access to mexico i don't understand it doesn't make sense they keep saying uh, they need access they were it's restricting access access to what mexico i, I don't i don't understand well the barbed wire is on the land <clears throat> uh on the on the shore of the river and uh they need access apparently to the river they like to fish for lunch you know Hispanic people. Are. I probably wouldn't need any of that fish out of the river. But. Oh, hell no. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> hmm. oh. Hey, Heather, last week I heard my neighbors yelling and screaming, and then I heard these three loud bangs. Almost sounded like gunshots, and the yelling stopped. The husband's car hasn't moved in a, in a week, and last night I saw the wife out back throwing clothes on a bonfire. This, then I came home from work today. Looks like she's moving. Think I should call the cops? <laughs> hey, Heather, that was a great segment. Um, the guy that sent you an email about, you know, his wife and all that crap that happened about cheating and making a porn video. Is there any way you could get that guy to send a link to that video? <laughs> I noticed some brown liquid dripping out of my chamber. I think I had some bad Mexican though. Oh, hey everybody. Kate Squirrel here again, president of the um, Brick Brigade Army. We're currently looking to launch uh, Brick's um, OnlyFans, but the only video we have is of him um, with some ham jelly on his chest. <sighs> while eating it over um, a sink 
in Southern California. If you would like to submit any other videos, please uh, contact Kate at Kate.com. Todd Daytona, long live Saddam 2.0, rolling like a German Ashkenazi Jew, mm -hmm. thought you were Irish, but not gangster. Yeah. I dig it. <clears throat> Saddam isn't the nickname of my car. Not because it's uh, Iraqi. It just looks like it was something he would ride in. It looks like a dictator's car. Yeah. Uh, where are we? There we go. Brookfield, Connecticut. Hmm. There are quite a few um, good country bars that I used to frequent in Brookfield, Connecticut back in the day. Let's just say they picked the wrong town for a tampon dispenser in a high school boy's bathroom. Be the be doo Yep. While you guys like to cherry pick and only complain about Democrats in the border, hmm. you also have Republicans in the Senate refusing to vote on a bill that helps small businesses and families because it might make the president look good. Wait, I thought Republicans were for small businesses and families. I guess not. What's he talking about? I have no clue which bill he's talking about. I, I, mean, I wish he would actually give me that information. Right. Look into it. Yeah. Why don't you give us some inf info? On it? I guarantee you it's loaded with some pork. That's why they won't sign the... Uh, the stupid border bill, because it, the Democrats' border bill, they call it bipartisan, but we all know it's uniparty, uh, calls for uh, 1.8 million illegals to enter every year to make what's happening right now normal. What's up, boys? Calling Atlanta. Yeah, never roll dirty when you're driving around. And always, kids, remember what Uncle Shando says. Never break more than one law at a time. <clears throat> Yeah, that's, that's the truth. But you, you leave the house with an expired tag, you're breaking one law already. And if you happen to have another broken law in your glove box, <laughs> you did it to yourself. What's up, boys? Calling Atlanta number two. I've been pulled over quite a few times back in my day when I was a younger man um, with uh, riding dirty, uh, sometimes with multiple items, um, <laughs> usually just some weed, maybe paraphernalia whatever but um i guess it's my white privilege i don't know but i've always just been honest to the cops and i've gotten out of so much crap just being straight up with them beady beady hmm. no charges because he already took it in the rear hey <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i was wondering if uh you could uh Give me that website address for that uh, woman who was uh, cheating on her husband. I just want to make sure that uh, my face is blurred out. <laughs> hey, Heather. What's up? Was that, was that video before they were married or while they were married? Yeah, it sounded like it was while they were married. She was Man. cheating on him, he said. She said. He said. Someone said. So they, it's, it's her and her girlfriend was cheating on her husband and one other dude that they know. Man. That's what it sounded like. All right. Okay, so I found the bill that he's talking about. Yeah. It's the House bill that passed the House overwhelmingly, actually, is a bipartisan bill. It's the Ted, the uh, Relief for American Families and, and Workers Act of 2024. Reflects the bipartisan, bicameral tax framework agreement announced on January 16th by the House Ways and Means. Uh, I looked in it there. It did pass overwhelmingly, actually, in the House, uh, 350 to 70. All right. Uh, there's opposition expected from Senate Republicans who have expressed concerns about costs and possibly a bolstering re my Biden's reelection bill. Uh, the only person, though, that actually has said anything is Senator Mitt Romney, who doesn't care about Biden's re-election. 
Uh, he told reporters on Thursday he's not inclined to support the bill, noting that he, while he supports the tax revisions, he does not support adding a new entitlement that's going to end up costing over about $800 billion over a decade. Oh. Uh, Chuck Grassley now is one that he may be uh, talking about the president. He says that I think passing a tax bill that makes the president look good, mail out checks before the elections, means he could be re-elect- reelected and that it won't, we won't extend the 2017 tax account uh, uh, tax ones. Uh, that was actually during the... Uh, it's election interference. Yeah. Uh, that was actually over the uh, Trump era one tax breaks that they wouldn't... They would extend. They wouldn't extend. Yeah. So he's, he's saying the same thing. The yeah, why Democrats not just extend Trump's tax cuts? <laughs> yeah. You got to kill those and create your own. Man, I'm feeling bad. This video came out online of me banging this guy's wife. <laughs> and now he's like wanting to leave town. <laughs> I think uh, Shannon Bucker should call his group of followers the Burke Bandoliers or the Burke Besties. That sounds like a good group. I join. Call me. Okay, bye. Got to go. Bidu bidu. The Burke Brigade is a ruthless group on Facebook. Wow. <laughs> Looking around the country right now. I sure am glad I'm in Florida. <laughs> Man, New York City is not the place to be these days. Unless you, you know, got a full body armor and, you know, a machine gun of your own. <laughs> anyway, I hope you all have a good day. Be do, be do. If Taylor Swift is a psyop, they've done a really good job with their makeup to cover that one eye. <laughs> it looks real. <laughs> That's a cyclops. <laughs> <laughs> hey hey ho ho strokey j has got to go all right uh, there's more about it that's all i have time for we'll get him in the uh uh final hour of the show uh we're getting dark next we're talking about the confidence man the confidence man yeah all right do people understand that uh they will when you shorten it well <laughs> <laughs> like they what the the beginning of yeah, the, a confidence man is a con man. Right. That's where it came from. But we'll talk about uh, some of the starters of it and some of the greater con men of the of all time. And so maybe you could become a con man yeah. as well. All right. Stick around. It's the Shannon Berg Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere. WXUS HD3. W266DY Tonellan. WZLB Valparaiso. Florida Man Radio. pieces of advice for for people who want to maintain a, he- a healthy weight. It's just something you need to eat three servings of per day. You're less likely to be overweight if you eat three servings of kimchi. Ancient Chinese secret, huh? Well, it's actually Korea, but yes, yeah. kimchi. <laughs> Heather, have you ever had kimchi? I have not. Never? Nope. Hmm. Give it a try. I had some uh, night before. Well, I'm married to a Korean, so I had someone, uh, some of it uh, night before. There's always kimchi in our refrigerator. I mean, I like it. I don't know if I would eat it three times a day. Yeah, it's fermented uh, cabbage and radish, and uh, they, they say it helps reduce fat in the stomach area and potentially decrease the risk of type 2 diabetes. It's, it's spicy. It's garlicky. 
there's a lot of fiber in it, a lot of microbiome, whatever stuff to help your 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 you know your digestion. But man, your breath is going to stink. It's like it, eating a jar of pickles. Hot, spicy, fermented pickles. Woo. Anyway, I love it. I don't know if I can eat it three times a day though. My wife, they those and, they, and the kids, the boy, they eat it like. Like, it, there's always some on the table. I mean, it, it must work. Look at the country. They, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. There's no, not a whole lot of giant fat people <clears throat> over there. So, <clears throat> the thing they're banning from TikTok is called legging legs. The trend over body image complaints. It, it, it is like, okay, they, women are posting pictures like this one. Are, they, are my legs, are these legging legs? This woman's got, her legs are too skinny to be legging legs, I think. I mean, she, they're legs. Right. So basically the trend's saying if you have legging legs and you wear leggings, your legs have to look a certain way in them. And they think it's disgusting and don't let social media tell you your body that it's a trend. Uh, if uh, you have leggings, you have a body, then you have legging legs. They, they think it's gener- it's dangerous because women... I don't know, just if you don't think you look good in leggings, don't wear them. I'm going to tell you, some of you don't. You might not want. I figure people just would know, right? Um, or trust your yeah. loved ones, or maybe, your, you know. Uh, they say it's a toxic body image ideal, and they're condemning it. It's repulsing. I don't know about that. It's more of the dark side of TikTok because it is. I mean, if if you think you can wear leggings and you then wear leggings, don't go on TikTok and have and scroll through 40 videos where different girls that are much smaller or have thicker thighs or whatever right. are going. These are what legging legs should look like. These are what <laughs> legging legs look like because you put your own brain into a rush. It's all it's all a matter of, a, of, a, of opinion anyway. Right. I mean. That's why some guys like that big horse ass on women, and some guys not so much. This one girl says, I, I remember, and I remember my daughter talking about this. She remembers being obsessed with having a thigh gap. You know, that little ring see-through. Uh, I, it drove me insane. I was angry at my genetics losing and losing anything I, that I had on my legs. I just had to have a freaking thigh gap because social media told me, told me to, and that was what was attractive. Man, I'm glad men don't go through this crap. You know? Do you imagine scrolling through TikTok all the time? You're like, oh, man. I man, got- do I got a good uh, wife beater t-shirt, buddy? <laughs> or not? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Shall we get dark? Yes, let's let's get dark. Do that. It's disturbing history with EZ. There's a lot of history out there. Some of it isn't in the books. Around about the 19th century, saw the emergence of a new type of criminal, suave. Well, when? The 1930s? 19th century. 19th century. The confidence man. Nowadays, better known as a con artist. His tactics involved finding a suitable victim, referred to as a mark or a sucker, gain their trust, and then defraud them out of their money or property. When the job is executed well, the target doesn't even know he's being conned and will part with his money with a smile on his face. 
except nowadays, um, a good con man's kind of gone away. Uh, now it's basically Indian call centers. Uh, right, right. And, stealing and, money from your grandma. And uh, Ponzi schemes. Yeah, or, or people uh, pretending that they're like Don Henley and he wants to date you. <laughs> yeah, you and he really loves you. He really loves you. He just needs, he just needs $100 so he can start his divorce <laughs> proceedings or whatever. <laughs> it's... <laughs> I feel bad for anybody that falls for for a lot of these, especially the nowadays the um, the tech scams more because that's how, most of those come out of India. Uh, it's call center scams. They call you, uh, call your grandma, and say, "Oh well, yeah, uh, you uh, had Norton's antivirus, and it uh, automatically renewed, and it took five hundred dollars out of your account." And and they go through a whole thing of it. Watch the videos. Right. It's very interesting how they do it, actually. I get those emails all the time. Oh, I get them relentlessly. Mainly because I think I watch a lot of videos about it, so they try to email me about it, weirdly <laughs> enough. But, uh, yeah, it's it's weird. They go in, they get control of your computer, they yeah. change your bank account a little around, to make the web page of your bank account around to look like you actually gave them money, and then they want you to go get gift cards. And Wow, that's a, ex- a pretty extensive scam. I, it's really not. It's very easy to do uh, in the long run. It's just people should at some point like steps in should have figured it out but they they go after mainly old people and it's sad scammers mm-hmm. but we're talking about the suave guys we're gonna start with one william thompson slick willie and of course his crimes aren't particularly brazen but he actually was the first person described as a confidence man so it kind of puts him a little as a historically significant guy thompson was active in the mid-19th century in new york he sported a genteel appearance with a courteous demeanor Hmm. He would walk up to affluent strangers and strike up a conversation, acting like an old acquaintance. Hmm. After a few minutes of chit-chat, Thompson politely asked his uh, mark if they had the confidence to trust him with their watch until the next day. Of course, it's the 19th century. Ask you... if it, the person they'll trust him yeah, with yeah, their yeah. watch? Yeah, I mean, Why like, is it, that's, well, a, that's a gorgeous watch. Uh, you think I can hold on to that for it? No, you know, this is a buddy. He used to know. They should think you know. He, he made it seem like a, uh, somebody I know. Wow. Not sure why I would give him my watch, but it's the 19th century. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, see? Other, I'll bring it back tomorrow. See? Other times, he requested a small money loan, and bafflingly, people obliged because people used to be nicer back then. Yeah. The old con man walked away with the goods while his mark sat there unsure of what had just transpired. <laughs> Thompson was arrested in July 1849 at the behest of one Thomas McDonald, one of his victims. A couple months earlier, the old con man himself had approached McDonald on the street and using his regular tactics, he walked away with a gold lever watch worth $110 wow. in uh, 1849, so a couple okay. thousand dollars. When the two ran into each other again, though, McDonald alerted the police who arrested Thompson despite his protestations and attempts to fight them away, saying, I have no idea who this man was, and this is my watch. It's been my watch from all of that. Oh, you had it on, huh? Yeah. Oh, my God. 1915. The mother of one Oscar Hartzell invested $6,500 in a scam. Along with many other Americans from the Midwest, she believed that they stood to make a fortune by taking the British government to court over the improperly probated estate of famed 16th century adventurer Sir Francis Drake. Hmm. Yeah. At (laughs) first, the con targeted only people with a surname Drake. Beautiful start. This is like trying to sell London Bridge to somebody, but you go in there someone with the last name Drake and be like, do you know you're related to one Sir Francis Drake? And the British government stole your estate. He's worth billions, I tell you. All we need is $1 million and to get it for you. Yep. He, uh, he would target them who were made to believe that they were descendants of the wealthy explorer. But it proved so successful that it spread to anyone willing to invest. One Oscar Hartzell believed that the opportunity to be legit. In fact, the people behind the scam, a woman named Sudie Whitaker 
and her, and her lawyer, Milo Lewis, even hired Hartzell as a recruiter. An old, early pyramid scheme. Ah. Uh. It wasn't until years later when they went to England that Hartzell understood the con. In fact, he wanted in. He wanted to be a part of it. He even took advantage of infighting between Lewis and Whitaker to, ha- to actually take over the racket himself. The scam continued for 15 years while Halter lived in good life in London. It was until 1933 that the special postal inspector finally exposed the con and Hartzell got deported to the U.S. Although although Hartzell was sentenced to 10 years, he still managed to keep the scam going for another year with the help of his brother. Still selling those drakes. Wow. By the end, of the, swin- uh, the, by the, end the swindler had conned tens of thousands of people, making about $20,000 a month at peak of the fraud. It's uh, 1933. $20,000 a month. Wow. A month? That's big money. Yeah. That's big money now. That's, again, there is a sucker born every day. That's a real good living in the, what year? 30? 33. 33. Yeah. Damn. Just having people give you money and then telling them, hey, someday you'll get uh, your hand on that uh, Drake money. Imagine if they had the internet back then. Well, I mean, that's how the internet scams work now still. Right. I mean, same, thing, same thing, just on a... I mean, we don't get that one as much used to, you know, we, we for the longest time had the uh, the Nigerian prince scam. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a Nigerian prince. I'm worth millions of dollars. I just can't get out of Nigeria and uh, I need a little couple mil- a couple thousand dollars to get my money moving. I chose you, Maude Stevenson, mm-hmm. Maude to do Stevenson this for me. Maude Stevenson Des Moines, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Lewis, a.k.a. One Hungry Joe. One Hungry Joe? Well, his name is Hungry Joe. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was a prolific swindler. He was active in the late 19th century New York. No, I've seen a trend here. New York is the home of the conmen for quite a while. His kind of choice involved enticing rich marks into a fixed match of Bunko. That's right. Bunko? He was doing fixed Bunko, which was a popular parlor game at the time. Actually, not 100% sure how Bunko is played. I don't know either, but I know like girls up east like to play. Yeah, you always hear uh, old ladies talking about them yeah. playing Bunko. Well, so. Bunko, usually that means they have a male stripper coming over. <laughs> In the villages, I do believe that is... Uh, <laughs> I believe he goes by Bunko Man over there. Uh, Lewis was so successful that he earned the moniker King of the Bunko Men. Hmm. King of the Bunko Men. Mm-hmm. Hungry Joe's notoriety came from some of the most high-profile targets when he swindled out of thousands of dollars. They included General John A. Logan, New York Judge Noah Davis... And politician Charles Francis Adams, son of John Quincy Adams. Wow. His most famous catch, though, probably name you might know, is that of Oscar Wilde. Really? During you bunkoed the, him? You, got yeah. him? you swindled him out of bunko money? During the author's United States tour of 1882, Lewis managed to take him for $5,000 in a fixed bunko game. <laughs> uh, fortunately for Wilde, though, he paid in a check, which he got to invalidate before oh, really? he cash it. Yeah. Why? Well, because he thought it was fixed, or he just didn't want he wanted to I'm do sure it? He, I'm sure he thought he figured out it was fixed about midway through. <laughs> like when you get uh, swindled at the old pool hall. Yeah. You know, pool shark in there. Uh, although Lewis was well known to the authorities, he was finally convicted in 1885 while trying to swindle a visiting British manufacturer named jo- Joseph Ramston. Hungry Joe went through his normal routine. He posed a respectable businessman, gained Ramston trust, and then gently encouraged him to show up for a good old-fashioned game of bunko. What an odd way to scam people. Hey, yeah, I got to learn the rules of Bunko just to see like how easy would it be to scam someone. Yeah, I, I think like a, I'm pretty sure it's a card game, but I don't know much about it. Uh, however, Stark was still reluctant. So in a panic move, Lewis just took his money and ran. The old smash and grab. Uh, he was subsequently caught by the police, identified by Ramsden, sentenced to four years in prison. Uh, when Hungry Joe got out, 
Of course, he may have been out of the game, but the game pulls you back in. He was yeah. almost immediately convicted of another con, given another 10 years. So. <laughs> I could just get a job. Lord Gordon Gordon. Gordon Gordon. A man whose name is not Lord Gordon Gordon, but actually his real name is lost to history. Uh, he was a 19th century British swindler who posed as a nobleman and successfully convinced others to part with large sums of money. His first appearance in the record books happens in 1868 when he attempted to secure a Scottish estate by posing as one Lord Glen Clayham. Eventually he was found out and fled to America, but not before convincing multiple banks, law firms, and a jeweler of his noble credentials. The swindler emerged in Minnesota, as all swindlers do when they run, they head to Minnesota. Yeah, definitely. And he showed up as Lord Gordon Gordon. Lord Gordon Gordon. Yep, where he showed particular interest in developing the railway. According to one contemporary report, Colonel J. Loomis, land commissioner of the Northern Pacific Railway, spent $45,000 of the railroad's money courting and securing Lord Gordon Gordon as a client belief that he would invest millions in return. In 1872, Gordon went to New York where he encountered his biggest target, Jay Gould, one of the richest and most ruthless businessmen of the Gilded Era. His lordship convinced the railroad developer he had control over 60,000 shares of the Erie Railway. Gould bribed him with about a million dollars in stock and $200,000 in cash to assign him to the directors, basically granting him control over the line. It took two weeks before he realized that Gordon was a con man. Gould sued, but the Lord had cash in his stock by then and fled to Canada. Wow, he got 200K and split? Uh, you know, he, he got all the stock, too. He got about $1.2 million. Wow. Holy which is amazing that Gould sued him, even though that he already himself was committing a crime by trying to get this guy to give him stocks of a, of a competing railway company and putting himself on the right. director's board. So that right. uh, shows you the uh, old balls on Gould <laughs> yeah. that he uh, was so ruthless that he, like, well, I need my million dollars back. I'll even admit that I was committing uh, fraud. fraud. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gould unsuccessfully tried to have Lord Gordon extradited and even kidnapped. The swindler was almost in the clear, but in 1874... He was identified as Lord Glencarn again by Marshalls and Son, the Edinburgh jeweler that he had fleeced for around $25,000. Rather than face deportation, Lord Gordon hosted a farewell party in Manitoba and promptly killed himself. Wow! Man. Damn. He wasn't going to jail, huh? Mm-hmm. So, if you were to Google how to make diamonds... You'll actually find countless results of surefire methods detailing how you can manufacture your own diamonds in the comfort of your home. I don't know if you've ever seen the one that was going around for a while that was putting the uh, the super hot piece of coal in some peanut butter, and then they were coming and pulling it out, and they could rub off the coal, and there was a diamond on it. That was the dumbest <laughs> thing. I, I don't know why people would even fall for this. But oh, my God. That's hysterical. It, it was super dumb, but <laughs> people are dumb. Uh, turns out that this game is actually about 100 years old, and the first employed by one French con man, Henri Lemonet. He of convincing people they could make a diamond or just selling them diamonds that were phony. 1905, Lemonet claimed to have developed a technique of making diamonds from coal, the whole peanut butter thing too yeah. as well, and secured an audience with several executives from De Beers, including Julius Werner, who was the head of De Beers at the time. The demonstration took place at Lemonet's uh, laboratory in Paris. The inventor got naked to assure his audience that he wasn't hiding diamonds up his sleeve. Then he placed coal and some mystery chemicals in a crucible and stuck it into a furnace. After it had cooled, Lemonet went through the mixture and uncovered 20 small diamonds. He actually successfully repeated the procedure to persuade his patrons multiple times as well. 
So, old Julius Werner from De Beers was convinced enough to offer Lemony a sum of money to keep his formula a secret with the option to buy it later. Because De Beers is the reason why diamonds are expensive. Yeah. Every bit of it. Also, why you have to buy your wife one every time you try to get married. It's, uh, diamonds are worthless, people. Stop falling for that trick. Worthless? They're worthless. They really are. They're not a, uh, a, a rare commodity in any way. We've made them pretend that they're a rare commodity. They're not. Uh, they dig them up all day long with those little blood diamonds in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but the fact that that just shows you that De Beers was so willing to continue their stranglehold on the diamond market that they were going to just buy off this guy to keep him from ever telling his secret on how he made diamonds instead of actually buying yeah, the they formula. Yeah, they could potentially stop mining and just make them, you know. <clears throat> uh, they did have an option to buy it later as well as funding for him to continue his research. Uh, one article, Le Figaro, estimated that Warner paid the inventor over 1.5 million francs over three years. Uh, other people also invested include writer Marcel Proust. In 1908, a Parisian jeweler revealed that they sold the diamonds to Lemony and he was indicted for fraud. He was unable- well, well, who, who did? Uh, Lemony was a dealer, a diamond dealer came by and said, yeah, we we sold him those diamonds and he didn't make them out of thin air. Come on, guys. Wow. You fell for this, really. Embarrassing. <laughs> We're super embarrassed for you. Uh, he was unable to replicate the method in front of the court, but left the country before he was sentenced. Uh, Prost actually immortalized the event in his book, The Lemonade Fair. Affair. How long did he go to prison for? <clears throat> uh, he got away. Oh, he got away? Yeah, he got out of the country. Wow. I, he tried to, they were supposed to, the, the judge wanted to, to replicate the whole thing right in front of him? Yeah, they wanted <laughs> to do it in court. Which we don't get to do that enough. We do. I mean, we put evidence in, but old evidence used to be uh, like prove it. If, if you right. say, uh, "All right, uh, you make diamonds," like a court, <laughs> old court now with that E. Jean Carroll stuff would be like, "All right, like prove uh, where he touched you." Right. Like, show us all. Lou Blonger. He was born in 1849 in Vermont. Lou joined the Union Army when he was just 14 years old. After the Civil War, he reunited with his older brother Sam. And they made their way through the American frontier, engaging in the occasional prospecting, gambling, and grifting. The life. Just grift and go. Mm-hmm. See the countryside. By late 1880s, the Blonger brothers, it sounds great when you when you say, like, oh, we're going to grift and go around the country. But then also you end up at the wrong town, you grift the wrong person, you're hanging up at a tree by yeah. the end of the day. Yeah. Uh, the Blonger brothers had settled in Denver. They opened several saloons and gambling halls, which wow. were heavily reliant on tourists who were regularly swindled out of every cent they had because that's how those places work. You do not beat the house at a casino. Yeah. Uh, the brothers were, success- were successful, and as the years went by, their ambitions increased. They invested in mining claims. They had local police and politicians in their po- t- pockets, and they even started a feud with fellow Wild West man, old Soapy Smith, and ran him out of town. That's right. They got rid of Soapy Smith. He was the current, he was like the head comment at the he time. He was the comment at the time, yeah. Uh, the Blonger brothers became the undisputed kings of Denver's criminal underworld, a title they maintained for decades until Sam's death in 1914. Their gang became known as the Million Dollar Bunko Ring. That's right, Bunko's back again. Million Dollar Bunko Ring? Mm-hmm, yeah, it was the <laughs> game of choice. Uh, Blonger had offices all over town that resembled legit stock exchanges or betting parlors. Uh, his men would trick well-to-do marks into putting money on sure things, such as stark, ma- stark market, chips, or rigged races, which, of course, they lost every time. Some victims never realized they had been swindled and left town penniless. Others went to the police. They tipped off Blonger and gave him time to clear out his offices and making the mark look like a absolute liar. Oh, uh, like, there's nothing here. Yeah, they actually would, the call, cops would, well, 
Wow. They send him a guy ahead. They're like, hey, uh, they're coming down to uh, do a sting on you. And they empty out the office. And the guy would like, I swear, they were doing betting in here. <laughs> and he wrapped him up and like, all right, off to the loony bin for you. We'll end with one last one for today. And that is the one of William Elmer Mead. He was Gil- oddity- William uh, Elmer Mead? Mm-hmm. He was an oddity amount in the grifter community. Due to his strict fundamentalist upbringing, he never drank, smoked, or swore. He also attended church on Sundays, which earned him the nickname The Christian Kid. But that didn't stop Meade from defrauding marks of over $2 million over his 40-year career. Wow. Meade was an innovator of the Magic Wallet, which is a uh. classic scam where a mark and the con men find a wallet stuffed with money or important papers, which belongs to a accomplice. After returning the lost item to its owner... He shows gratitude by presenting his benefactors with some amazing one-of-a-kind deal or investment opportunity. The Christian Kid took the magic wallet to new heights in 1910 during the lead-up to the arrival of Haley's Comet. So his, basically the mark was that uh, you would find a wallet on the streets. You didn't find it. You, you, it was there. No, well, you, leave you, it. you would leave a okay. wallet on the street, and so uh, the uh, unknown person would come up and pick up the wallet. And of course, you've got a second guy that's watching the whole time. And another guy comes up and he goes, hey, I saw that uh, rich gentleman over there drop that wallet. You probably should take it over to him. He would take the wallet over to him and the rich guy would be so grateful. I mean, he looks at, oh, this was all my uh, all my money and, uh, that I had. I've just made a trip out here to the West. And he would go, uh, you're such a kind gentleman. I, I, I can't really give you any money, but maybe you want to invest in something. I've got like a, the great deal that you want to hear about and uh-huh. I'll get you in on the ground floor. Basically what that was. So at first, the con went as usual. The target that Meade found and, and Meade found the wallet. Then they returned it to the owner, who was actually Meade's shill. He took the duo out for lunch as a sign of gratitude and presented himself as a sports promoter. After ta- talking business for a while, he came up with a brilliant idea. Why not lease the stadiums to the contractors during the offseason, and he could fill them to the brim with people gathering to see Haley's Comet? Doesn't seem like a terrible idea, actually. It seems like that could be a business opportunity. But yeah. Of course, as an impartial third party, Meade would enthusiastically endorsed the idea and how could you turn him down the man was a well-known a uh, good church-going man eventually him and his confederate would uh left with a check worth of thousands of dollars Meade successfully pulled off the con several times before the passing of haley's comet so wow <laughs> that's pretty good well, when is haley's comet uh the next time that's a good question it's a long way away All right. We've heard so many teacher, young kid. We're we're pounded with it. And almost almost every time you open the story and the teacher is gorgeous, beautiful. Uh, 38 years from now. Oh, okay. It just as of the end of December started its 38-year journey back to Earth. Wow. When we return, I'm going to tell you about the oldest educator ever to send beaver shots to a minor with Snapchat. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. A Michigan woman, <clears throat> educational assistant at the Kalkaska Middle School, uh, until she retired September of last year. She sent some sexual messages to a child that she knew in the last month before her retirement. 
She's 79. Do you think that kid was telling everybody? I don't care. I'd like to see a picture of this bad boy right here. I'll send it on a Snapchat. <laughs> oh, 79 years old. You ever seen a bear rug like this before? <laughs> Or, I don't know, maybe it was a boob shot or sexual <laughs> text messages. Almost 80 years old. Wow. She turned herself in after a warrant for arrest was authorized. They seized multiple electronic devices from her home. They've been sent off to state police for a careful looking over. Uh, <clears throat> they began investigating after interviewing the child at the Traverse City Children's Advocacy Center. The um, superintendent of schools said that Ash worked for the school uh, starting in 2012. She was a paraprofessional. Um, she was arraigned on one count of accosting children for immoral purposes. She's in jail right now waiting to get out on $5,000 bond. Like, was he all in on this? The kid? Yeah. It doesn't sound like it. I mean, I can't imagine any kid seeing grandma, uh, uh, you know, being I mean, shot on the on a Snapchat. He gave her his Snapchat. Uh, can can you search for people on your Snapchat or no? I don't I know. Think so, but I think you have. Uh, what's the, what's a seventy nine year old lady doing with a Snapchat? Uh, sending beaver pics. Oh, uh, I'll send you a real good thirst trap shot of me topless in the shower. You like, wonder if that kid was like, uh huh, yeah. Look how cool I am. I got some of Miss Johnson. Uh, <laughs> oh, look at these. What, are, oh, what is that? Dude, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Was she in an accident? <laughs> that's. Yeah, that's right. You wish you could get some of this. Oh, so disgusting. <laughs> God almighty. Um, um, this is a. Uh, You know, I was in a bar business forever and ever and ever. And as you know, I like to go to at least one bar quite a bit. Um, so a lot of people just uh, maybe go and buy a drink at a time, right? You don't want to pop up. I'm just going to have, you think you're going to have one. You end up having more, but you buy one at a time. Let me have a drink, all this and that. Um, and that's more difficult to, to determine the amount you tip the bartender. If you run a tab, at the end of the night, it's, uh, you know, 30 bucks, you 20% of that or 25, what do you want to do? That's easy. But if you're, for example, a, uh, let's say a $7 drink. Okay. Now, 20% of that is a buck 40. Would you leave two bucks or one buck or what? Probably be $2. Hmm. For me... I mean, it would probably be two dollars, but I'm also probably not going. To, that would be the only drink I'm having if I'm only buying. If I'm buying one and I'm cashing out, I'm only having one drink. Right. Unless it's in a place you don't feel comfortable running a tab, or you might leave, or it's super busy, and you're getting Lexi. You just want a drink for yourself, and you get a drink. It's seven dollars. You give them a ten. You go keep it that way. Next time, they're looking up for whoever needs... Oh, that guy's a big tipper right there. Let me get him, you know. That's the way I look at it. This guy says $2 a drink. 
He is a quote drink expert. I don't know what that means. He's a bartender. They Cat uh, Kinsman uh, is uh, a drink expert. Um, uh, a, f- a features editor at Food and Wine. He says practices. He tips two bucks per drink. Oh, it's a she. When she goes out, encouraging others to tip their bartenders who curate the drink that sets the tone for their meal for a, or a long night out. She said, I tip two bucks a drink. But she says, I wish we could get rid of tipping altogether. Just ha- uh, have people have a livable wage, but we're not there yet. I don't, I don't, I don't agree with that. I'm curious on her. Uh, is that tipping two bucks uh, no matter what the drink is? But if, or if she's eat, drink, getting a $15 cocktail at uh, some swanky New York bar that took the bartender oh. three minutes to, to put together, and she's throwing $2 down, that's a little weak. Yeah, you're right. One of these fancy bourbon drinks where they have the, the, the craft ice and they put it under the, you know, the one they put under the lid and they smoke yeah, the drink. Smoke what it. The uh, they've got to have the drink kissed by a chinchilla from Ecuador. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> um, yeah, you're right. You may not have the tipping rules they say are constantly changing. Uh, a survey in 2023 revealed two thirds of Americans hold a negative view of tipping. <clears throat> That's weird. I, I think it is an overkill. I do, I do believe that. Uh, we as Americans, we took tipping as a normal thing. Again, I've worked in, the, in that industry long enough. I know that people that are coming from other countries didn't yeah. understand it. Well, they did understand. They didn't want to pretend like they understood it. Uh, they just wouldn't do it. Uh, but we were kind of set. We knew uh, $15, uh, 15% if it was okay service, 20 if it was good service. I remember when it was 10 Yeah, back in the day. But 10 it, was the going rate. In that rate, you know, 50, 10 to 20% is what the going rate was. Right. But it was for bartenders or food that you actually had to sit at a table and a waiter would bring you and do, go through that whole bread Manage your table, bring this, take that away, put this down, get your orders right, blah, 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 maintain the table, all but of that. now that's lost because of the fact that every other industry has put their name and, oh, tip us now. Uh, we The story last week of a guy buying a shirt online <laughs> and they wanted him to tip on that. <laughs> that's ridiculous. We had no interaction with any human being but wanted to tip on that. Uh, you go to anywhere, uh, go buy a cigar, and they spin around the, the thing. Like, you want to put a tip on this? No. I, but the purchase was made. I purchased a cigar. You didn't tell me what the cigar. You did not give me any service of, like, hey, this is the cigar. Maybe if, they, if, they, if he's, how would you like it cut? If they cut it for yeah, you okay, or I'm something like that. that point, yeah. But there, there's many places that are just, uh, they just throw it on the end of it now. Uh, hey, uh, I know you just bought some shoes here at Foot Locker. Uh, do you want to uh, throw a 10% tip on that? No, I bought shoes. Right. Yeah, that's insane. I'm not, paying, I'm not tipping retail. Her tip suggestion could uh, fire up. She thinks tipping uh, and the whole policy should apply to takeout stuff as well. Tip, even if you pick up your order because it's for the back of the house because outgoing orders disrupt service. It's not for the back of the house, though. Who, the guy that there that puts it in the bag? Gets yeah. It? yeah. Very rarely do the, does the kitchen get it. There are some places that do uh, a little bit of a tip out at the end of the night for uh, back of the house, but it it's not as much as that tip was. A Pew Research did a, uh, a poll. They found that barely half of Americans always tip when buying a cocktail. That seems a bit low, actually. The half is low? Half is low for... Yeah. I mean, you would think bartenders, that usually is it gets a tip on that. Right, even if... Always. I want to tell you, unless you never, ever, ever plan on having a drink at that place, a second drink from that person, that bartender, or that place ever again.
Yeah, and if you sit at the, there and tell me every bit about your life, I'm definitely going to expect it because now I've become a therapist for you too, and right, it's not cheap. Right. Uh, yeah, out of twelve thousand adults asked, uh, barely half always tip when buying a cocktail. But tipping is just—it's undergoing a weird uh, transition, you know. Yeah, because there are a lot of people that are saying, well, uh, get rid of tipping altogether and uh, put in a, a, a livable wage, which is then, of course, all the people that work in bars and restaurants are going, no, please, whatever you do, do not do that because I make a hell of a lot more money than I would uh, any hourly wage. Right. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, there are very few situations where you being paid an hourly and not getting tipped versus you being paid a lower hour uh, hourly and getting tip is going to make you more money. Plus, everybody knows the cash. No one reports it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was five sixty five or something. It's gone up since then, I, I think. But it was five sixty five hourly and then tips for whatever. And yeah, I'm, well, like a bartender back when I was, uh, it was two oh one an hour. Was I think the it was five sixty five. It's I think it's gone up since then. Even, wow, but, that's not bad either. But no, there's places that want uh, you know twenty five dollars an hour for. Servers, but they, it doesn't make any sense for a uh, a person that works in that specific industry. There and now, if it's someone that is working at Denny's or uh, other you know places that don't have uh, high uh, high traffic, high tips, yeah, they're not expecting a twenty percent tip tip there. Yeah, those people would that's those ones would gen, would a lot of times benefit from regular just salary hours. Uh, but also, most uh, servers work uh, for five-hour shift, go home, yeah. and would make more than that. Well, I guess there's a lot of tension with tipping because of uh, inflation and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, it, it was nice when I could work on a Friday night, work from five to like nine, so four-hour shift, probably put another hour of getting all my uh, cash out and, and back side of house work, stuff like that done to to get out of there and walk out with $500. Yeah. And 300 of it would be in cash today. My friend owns this pocket. kick-ass bar in Dallas, and she said, look, and I was tending bar at, a, at a, a jazz joint that I later was managing, but she said, come work on a Monday night. It was like uh, industry night and all the other industry people would not work on a Monday. I'm like, man, I, I don't work around this. She was like, you'll, be, you'll, you'll, love, you'll love it. Uh, it was a cool bar called Inwood uh, Inwood Bar Inwood Lounge Inwood Lounge, and I ended up the first night there. I, me and the guy back the behind the bar split a grand. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'll see you next week. <laughs> yeah, because bartending was the best because not only industry people are there. Well, industry people they always tipped really. Uh, the bar always got tipped really well, and everywhere I worked when I was bartender, uh, the wait staff had to tip out to us as well. So, oh yeah, that's kind of customary, isn't it? Yeah, so I'd a, walk a certain out. percentage of yeah. it. I like that. Um, two bucks. Sky poop. Is it what was it called? A uh, turd falcon. Yeah. The other guy said that, that people worked in towers, like radio towers. Apparently, so somewhere. Mud falcon, I think, is what they called it. Is what mud falcon? Mud falcon. That's it. Mud falcon. Uh, North Tonawanda, New York residents. Uh, it's a very quiet little neighborhood. They're starting to have a, a problem. Uh, and they are looking for answers to a very strange phenomenon they're dealing with. They've been dealing with it for weeks, for over a month. Residents on Alice Street say they have dealt with several instances of fecal matter 
raining from the sky and hitting several homes. One woman there, uh, Gwen Eicher, told the uh, TV News 4 that she's concerned about letting her animals or dogs out uh, at times, and she had to get a power washer to clean up all the the poop. There's nothing left to see uh, except for my Facebook posts, she says, which have been prevalent because when I first put it up the first time, everybody said, what? And then I put it up a second time, and they said, you got to be kidding me. And when I put it up a third time, everybody went, you got to win a lottery. She's been posting updates on her on her Facebook page. She says, usually it showers the area during the afternoon and evening hours. Well, looks like a poo storm's coming this way. Uh, she said, I contacted the mayor. And if I were the mayor of the city, airplanes are, I think airplanes are dumping their honeypot. This shouldn't be happening. Uh, I want this to stop. My neighbors wanted it to stop. They sent out a wastewater technician to do some testing. They don't know whether it's human or animal waste, but they do say it's likely from an airplane because of its appearance. What, it's got that blue stuff in it or something? Yellow like blue stuff. Maybe they found uh, like nuts inside of it or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Those are uh, definitely... That's American Airlines for yeah, you. Those are definitely American Airlines packaged but, peanuts right there. As far as I know, there's no way that poop can exit an airplane while it's in the air. They don't dump the poop out like a cruise ship it's not supposed to but it's been happening for i mean you think of the same plane with a with a doo-doo leak problem could it be uh, a smaller plane like a uh, a private plane that's doing it oh don't want to pay for the uh oh yeah they don't want to pay for the service back at the airport like, oh, we didn't lose the, the bathroom the whole time mm-hmm, yep uh we just uh aim for that lady's house right there it's a good target or maybe <clears throat> Maybe it's Gwen Eichler's ex-husband who's trying to dump doo-doo right on her. Poo catapult. Yeah. Oh, I'm hoping it's a poo, poo catapult. Uh, um, Susan Terry also lives on Alice Street. She says, we'd like answers. <laughs> we'd like to know if it's human or if it's bird. The chances of it being bird for the flocks to fly off three times in that spot. And you can see an airplane having it in there. In there on their computers, that there that is their drop spot. What? I don't think she's a. Uh, she, she believes that the airplanes could just pick a place and go ah, release the poo. Okay, hit a we, button. I know we have some pilots that listen. So, is there a yeah. well-known like drop spots for everybody? Let me. What is there even the ability to? And does it show up on the computer? Like, hey, if you're flying over uh, Old Tawanda, this is the place you dump. <laughs> I mean. You know, at first it makes you think that there's some prankster with a catapult a block away, but um, likely from an airplane. Here's now they've stopped for a while. They haven't noticed any new instances in the past couple of weeks, but they're having storms recently, and residents say it's tough to know whether that's the case. It may. You know, maybe dropping out of the sky with the rain and getting washed into the uh, into the sewage. <laughs> I mean, RV people. You know, if you used to be able to just pull up any rest stop and uh, you could dump your sewage tank, now you got to pay some money somewhere. So people, you know, they dump it willy nilly. Yeah, you got to find a place for your black water and your gray it's water. It's against the law too. Most campsites have a, a dump site for it, though. Hmm. Well. Mud Falcons are on the loose <clears throat> once again. I, I see there uh, some Gen Z people are buying these homes off of Amazon. They don't look too crappy. 
I mean, if you're, uh, you gotta have land to put it on. Yeah, you gotta land, but if you're. You gotta have sewage connections. I mean, I've seen the, uh, S-holes that people live in in New York, uh, for studio apartments that they wanna, uh, it's got a. $2,500 It's monster. got like a door that opens up to your bathroom and your bed next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or your showers yeah. in the kitchen or the living room. Um, you know, home ownership's out of reach for a lot of people, uh, Gen Zers especially, but. A lot of people are turning to this this Amazon product. Uh, this guy bought a 16.5 by 20 foot shelter for just over 26k. Uh, he bought the fold out flat uh, using money he recently inherited from his grandfather's estate. It comes with a dedicated kitchenette, a living room, bedroom, and bathroom with a pre-installed toilet and shower. Pre-installed. How does this thing show up? The uh, big box. Yeah, it's like a box. And then you got to unwrap it, and they just unfold it. Probably comes out like a trailer, and they just pop it on and set it down. Um, it's uh, it's it, it doesn't look too crappy. I mean, it looks like a shed, like a big shed you'd have in your backyard. Yeah, it's not. Terrible. What, 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 for A, you have to have a place to put it. Yeah, you have to have land that has a hookup for it. And Yeah, and you've got, yeah, and wherever your toilet is, I would suppose you need to position this house to where it's directly above the, that sewage line, correct? Well, you can just, you know, you need something that can run the lines to it. Wow. This is kind of like the tiny house trend, but 26K, I see people in the tiny house trend are spending 50, 60K on those, building them on a trailer, you know, from scratch. Yeah, well, those are more mobile ones. My understanding, these ones are, they're on the ground, they're done. Once you set them up, they're, you're not really moving them again. I mean, you can, but you it's going to be a, uh, kind of a whole uh, game. This guy bought a house, a little, uh, I guess he got a little upgraded model, a little under 40 grand, and now he's working with a real estate agent to find land on which to place my Amazon house. He's hoping to locate land with adequate, adequate property near Orange County, California for less than 40 grand. I don't know if you can do that. Uh, you might be surprised. Just an old ratty piece of land. You, yeah. you got to get some utilities run to it. Hmm. A toilet doesn't doesn't come with a plug. Oh no! It doesn't have any electric ran in it. There's no plugs inside. <laughs> That's a pain in the ass. I guess you have to. Hire an electrician to come in and put in the stuff and run some conduit and whatever. Yeah, I mean, wherever you put it, if you want uh, utilities, you still have to kind of have to run to it. And you have to be hooked to the utilities to live on a property. If you're going to live there, you can't. I mean, it's against most building codes to live on a piece of property that doesn't have a sewage or water line to it. Unless you find a nice place in the woods. True. Um, if you are uh, in, in New Hampshire and you're... Uh, you 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 think you're I don't know what you call this. Adults that think they're babies. You've seen pictures, grown men in diapers with a pacifier in their mouth. That's it's super cringe. Um well now there's a place for you. ABDL or the adult baby diaper lover is a diverse community with unique unique wants and needs. So uh this person opened up a diaper wearing spa, right? It's a spa. I don't know if you get massages in there, but you could you go in there, 
Strip down. It's, it's called the Diaper Spa. Uh, it's age play friendly adult diaper spa to nurture and pamper the diaper lovers and enthusiasts in a richly immersive experience. It is a safe and judgment free zone. You can have snacks, playtime, story time, nap time, cuddle time, changing time. Someone changes your your diaper. Hey, all these migrants need a job. <laughs> We need a place for these people to work, and if it's changing adult diapers, that's a job. Uh, they can also uh, take uh, take in some nursery rhymes, some sing-alongs. Uh, the advertised services cost three hundred bucks an hour. They can do a virtual play date at two hundred an hour. All day premier spa experience for your the little one inside of you for fifteen hundred dollars. I, I I can it's in a little town called Atkinson, New Hampshire. I can't imagine this. I mean, is this a, a high concentration of uh, uh, diaper people? I mean, they're pulling fifteen hundred dollars for a full day. There's there are people that are traveling for this. Oh yeah, which that poor town is all pissed off because they're looking out like there's another one of those diaper baby dudes. They know you're walking into place. Yeah. What's going on? You maybe walk out with your suit and tie back on, and you know your diaper and your knapsack there. But they know you've been a baby for the last you know couple of hours. It almost wants to give you like something to do: just stand out at the edge of the road, drinking beer like King of the Hill. I'm like, hey, one of you baby guys again? Ha! Huh? Look at you. <laughs> we saw you. In the summertime, you can. Uh, they have a pool. You can put on some floaties. Uh, and, uh, and, and, you know, pay out on the patio and, you know, on, and even swing on the swing. Jesus. Some residents there aren't too happy about it. Yeah. There's going to be a, the local cops are going to be long, wandering that place a lot. Yeah. Close to a children's park. She fears it caters to clients with a sexual fetish. One woman says, this is something that I will never be willing to expose my kids to. So now we will no longer be able to use the bat, that damn park. Come on. They're just adult baby diaper lovers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they just want to dress up like babies and uh, crap in diapers and have someone change it for them. <laughs> uh, for 1500 bucks. Uh, all right, when we return, uh, the Kimmer and Pete Davis will join us from Atlanta. Hang on, it's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. WFYY HD3 Windermere, WXUS HD3, W266DY Tonellan, WZLB Valparaiso, Florida Man Radio. There's a ship in the Red Sea right now, and uh, it's been hell. It's been there uh, for more than a month. I guess it's getting hotter and hotter in that area. The ship is carrying thousands of head of sheep and cattle stranded off the coast of authorities uh, of, I'm sorry, Australia, because they've been ordered. Uh, it's an Israeli owned ship transporting live cargo uh, ordered to turn around over fears. It could be targeted by the Houthis. Houthis. 16,000 animals are on this ship. Whoo! Just imagine that smell. Oh my God! The hooties want to get their hands on so they can f all the sheep on board. Oh, that would be like a the greatest uh, snag uh, they've ever gotten before. 
you know, who cares about all these cargo ships? Would they uh, look over there and they just hear those bleeding of those sheep and it, like heaven? They've been on the ship now for a minimum of 26 days. Uh, in Perth, Australia, the temperature's reaching 102 Fahrenheit. They say they, off, they, they pulled up and offloaded the animals. It will cause them more stress. And at that point, they'd be governed by the Australia's strict biosecurity system. Uh, they would be quarantined for God knows how long. They'd be essentially quarantined indefinitely until the market was found for them. Oof. That's terrible. <laughs> God, the stank. The stank alone on that is... Oh, you can uh, probably smell that from the ship. <laughs> from the shore? Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, there is true... I, I believe at one point we suffered from Trump fatigue, all the coverage, you know. Right now, they they there's more chiefs fatigue, and it's a lot more than just Taylor. Um, you know, you have Patrick Mahomes there; he's all over the place. When he plays, I mean, the the, the way uh, like before the game, the the championship, the lead up, you know, the hour long. I mean, they must have greased Patrick Mahomes a hundred times. They've spent thirty minutes talking about what an amazing. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's gonna be rough, and it's not, uh, it's not even just the Taylor coverage. The Super Bowl coverage is always uh, ridiculous because we have a twenty-four hour news cycle, and right. they need to figure out something to talk about. So it is just by the time the Super Bowl rolls around, uh, you're gonna be sick of every person on that field. Every you'll know every great story about every one of them. <laughs> They say outside uh, Missouri and Kansas, Kansas, the legion of fantasy f- team owners who love Mahomes draft him, and they, they think you know they the best explanation is you love them, especially if you're a fantasy football team guy. Uh, but then you got to turn on the television and hear about them over and over. They are a great team. You got to hand it to them. They're a really good team. I think the guys are ready. Yeah. But I have I have fatigue for sure. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, the Kimmer and Pete Davis from Extra 106.3 in Atlanta. How are you, fellas? Hoorah. What's going on, Shantan? What's oh. happening? You know, same old, same old, same old, you know. Yeah. Just, it's hard being you know, famous doesn't... and popular every day, isn't it, boy? Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> What's that, Pete? You know who doesn't have uh, Chiefs fatigue right now? Who? Those three guys who had fentanyl and cocaine in their system. <laughs> <laughs> the frozen popsicle. Was it? You think it's fentanyl? Was it? Has it been announced? They had fentanyl, fentanyl cocaine. Yeah, really. A minute, about two minutes ago, Pete saw the story on the the, the Daily Mail, which has more breaking yep. news in yeah. America than American press does. Right. I mean, his story every day, really, truly, that's true. And apparently, they had fentanyl and cocaine. And that, you know, I came out yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. I think it was last night, where one of the guys was found sl- dead in a chair. Yeah. Sitting in a chair, dead. That's a bad sign. You know, he didn't hit his head and fall down. He was. He, he he died is sitting in a chair. Man, so, I, I, I wonder if they're going to pen the, uh, the, I know the other guy, the guy that owns the house has checked himself into a facility to rehab. Yeah, rehab, yeah. Um, I wonder if they try to pin it on him or I, it's just, uh, I, we always su- suspected that. I'm sure you guys did too, that it was somehow fentanyl related. Well, you had to be, obviously a recreational drug that got out of hand, but the problem is if, if they were taking the drugs, 
on their own, it's be hard to charge somebody with murder, but you probably could be charged with, you know, being part of a situation that led to somebody's death with illegal drugs. That's got to be some kind of a a, a manslaughter, reckless homicide kind of a charge, I would think. Right. Uh, But the whole principle, they're dead. My God, three guys died. Right. Uh, You know, the one guy left around midnight, he said, if they're watching Jeopardy, uh, they're all still very much alive. And then, you know, you got to try to build the timeline of when the dude that lived in the house fell asleep the other guys left yeah. and they just lay down on the ground i mean what happened i, I don't it's I, I who can figure it, it out it's just you know this border problem you can't even get your hand on decent oh, cocaine God. that you can trust to not have fentanyl <laughs> in it anymore yeah, yeah <laughs> now it. we're talking it's uh, then the freaking yeah here we go <laughs> thanks china uh i love it uh the speaker johnson i'm sure you saw the um his lists the the compilation of the 64 instances the Biden administration intentionally undermined border security. Uh, have you seen that document? I have not seen it. It is. But I, it is. Uh, yeah. Every single. I mean, there are seven activities on day one. Uh, executive orders and proclamations and whatever, blah, 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 that just absolutely undo everything yeah. that uh, that President Trump ever did. And, you know, then it chronicles through the rest of the, his uh, up to, to today. And he continues. There are literally yeah. over, well, you know, 60 yeah. different things he's done to weaken they the border. Warned, they told it. They told us they were going to do it, and they did it. I mean, there was no, I, it's astounding that we're all so flabbergasted about where we've become. They said they were going to do it, and they did. And they're going to make it even worse if they get back, if they keep the White House and get back uh. in control of the House with the control of our, thanks to two Georgia liberal socialist senators, nothing's going to, oh, but yeah, they're going to impeach Mayorkas. Big deal. Like, they're going to go to the Senate and laugh it. You know, they're being right. squat. And so I'm saying they should impeach everybody so that impeachment means nothing anymore so we don't have anything you know donald trump being impeached twice big deal right 50 years from now they're gonna say who cares everybody got impeached they'll reduce so, it to uh, uh the old uh, steve martin comedy bit about breaking up with a girlfriend he said in my country we just throw dog poop on their shoes and say i, I break up with you <laughs> they just gotta go with feces throw it on the other guy's shoes i impeach you yeah, you want impeached right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's terrible um and, 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 and the, with a peach right <laughs> and at the same time you know, I, I don't know how much longer all the Democrat mayors and, and governors and, and, and uh, these blue cities that are being inundated right now in Denver and in New York City and in Chicago yeah. and in and, and Baltimore and uh, Massachusetts, that at, the, at some point they're going to have to utter the words that they've been ordered not to utter, which is do something Biden about the damn border. Yeah. Uh, don't you think? I mean, how well, it's, happening in New, it's happening in New York. Finally, they're you know they're getting they're out of going out of their minds, and and, and you know Kathy, even Kathy Hochul, whatever her name is, is is talking about it. But again, you know, they're, they're, there's nothing they can do. They can't unless they try to sneak it like they did before to get rid of them, like they did at Martha's Vineyard and put them in an army base. You know, they're stuck. Here's here's what will change it if they lose some of the black vote or all the black vote up in Boston right now. The uh, Asian mayor who had that party with no white people yeah. invited. Basically, he's taking these illegals. She went into the black neighborhood, not her neighborhood, the Tony neighborhoods and the white neighborhoods. She went to the black poor neighborhood, shut down their recreation center, which they were right. using, and has turned it into an illegal place. And the blacks there are upset about this. Well, vote then. Yeah. Vote, quit voting for them. That's right. 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 So. I mean... That's the replacement theory, right? You've ticked off enough That's of right. black and uh, Latino Americans. They're gonna they're, they're, that ship has sailed. So you got to replace them with uh, a bunch of illegals. And and the, and the border bill that they produced, the, Schumer and whatever that uh, Rhino's name is, Langford or whatever. That it, it, what it says. Oh yeah, we're gonna control the border. Well, how we're no, gonna control nonsense. it by letting exactly the same amount of people that are coming over now become normalized. 
You know? Well, yeah. What was it? Five thousand people. Five thousand a day. A day. I, I mean, come on. That's one point eight million a year. No, no country in the world has a border policy where you just let. How could you let seven million people into your country <laughs> without knowing who they are and just because they said because they want to be here? They've looked at the demographics, and we're going to have a half million to a million worker shortage coming in the next few years, and they think this is the way they fix it, which is why the Republicans and the Chamber of Commerce is going along with it. Well, it would behoove them uh, to smooth this over a little bit if they actually gave these illegals the ability to work, the permits to work. And now they're getting here. They're forming underground cash economies. They're, uh, eventually, they'll result to crime at some point. They, they don't have the ability to work legally. Uh, and I believe that's all part of the thing. Well, let's flood the area with the you know seven, eight million illegals, uh, not allow them to work, make them rely on local infrastructure and state infrastructure, not give them any federal money, and watch the uh, country collapse. Well, yes, and bring in socialism. We we create the problem. Now here's the solution. It's socialism. I, I still don't understand why anybody thinks that's a good idea. I mean, seriously, I, where's the successful example of a socialist country? Why everybody would want to be like them? I don't why, think anybody cares. I, I mean, I can't believe. I, what's the what's well, the goal? Well, they were in Europe. Some of them were working in Europe. You know why? Because we were paying for their defense. Now that they have to pay for their defense, they're yeah. cutting back on their cradle to grave socialism. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of uh, our uh, the representative, our Ilan Omar's statement about being uh, here to, to 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 work for Somali from the inside of the U.S. system? Two of them. The two, the two squad oh, Rashida, members yeah. are the only two to vote against a bill of decency. And, 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 no, she know. wasn't one of them. She wasn't one of the two that voted against it. But she broke her oath. Not only as, as a congresswoman, she broke her oath as an American new citizen that she's not supposed to have anyone else above America. That's right, right too. That's that, right you're talking too. about Rashida Tlaib and Cory Bush, Bush, who both voted no on the bill to ban Hamas terrorists from entering the United States. Right. <laughs> yeah. What that else they voted against? 150 or so Democrats voted against deporting illegals that get a DUI. 168 Democrats today voted against deporting illegals who defraud the Social Security system. These people just, love crime and illegal aliens. They're illegal. Deport them. They're illegal. I mean, it doesn't matter whether the crime they committed. They committed a crime by coming in here. Right. I mean, and I, I, I hope I don't know how he's going to do it, but I. I hope if Trump is elected that he actually does pull off the biggest deportation system that's ever been documented in the history of the world. Yeah, but I you don't know how he's going to do it. It's going to be very expensive, and it's going to be nothing but a law fight and border fight. I mean, it's going to be a nightmare, yes. but somebody's got to do it. And it's going to be you a PR nightmare. to happen. Yeah. It's going to be oh, a PR God. nightmare against Trump, oh, too. Us Lord. evil racists. He hates yeah, the brown right. people, blah, 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 yeah. blah. Yeah. It's going to be very, very difficult. I don't yeah, know. How keep showing the video of them kicking that New York cop in the face while he's laying on the yeah. ground yeah. and then not giving a bell. Showing him, him flipping yeah. off the camera when he comes out, yeah. and then they get on a bus and go to California. Yeah, they're gone. They left. They fled. Wow. They yep, they got away with it. Wow. Kicked a, and by the way, I mentioned this earlier on our show. Okay, I can't believe that when those guys who were kicking police officers in the face, I can't believe that when they got to have their mug shots taken, that they looked fine. How is it possible that they didn't get the crap kicked out of them on the way to the pokey? Honest to God, I totally believe that if you kick a police officer in the face over oh. and over and try to hurt or kill him, and he catches you, he ought to be able to beat the living crap out of you. <laughs> Not kill you. Not 
<laughs> kill you. Maybe, and no, I mean, no bullets, maybe, but hurt him so bad and hit him in places where they can't really prove it, you know, like the liver and the kidney and, you know, gallbladder. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm absolutely serious. You know, make, make him wish he'd never been freaking born. Hit him you with a phone book. You kick a cop in the face, but you asking for it. Yeah. And, and then they got they got freed. They had no bail. They let him, the judge let him go, and then they took a hop to bus and they're out of that part of the country now. They're they are, uh, like, this administration's gold, these these illegals. They are. Unbelievable. You know, you can't, you can't, you can't do anything to them. Now, they placed them here, and they've been spread out all over the country. They cannot go to work for a living legally, so they're going to rely on, on every uh, entitlement program they can. And when that runs out, uh, they'll be, uh, they'll start to rob and steal and well, commit crimes. You know? Every, I don't know. Everywhere you look, every, every community, say, there's communities now saying we don't want those, you know, there are places want to put little teeny houses uh, for them, for the homeless to live. And people say, no, wait a minute, how about little teeny houses for people who live here already and are Americans and well, may right. need little teeny houses, you know? Yeah. I mean, they're just, not turning... <laughs> They're not going to turn to crime. They're already criminals. It's a Mario boat lift times yeah, 10. Right. They've uh, emptied all their prisons from Central and South America, and they've shipped them north. Well. No, no question. It's a, it's a nightmare. Um, I'm sure you probably played this today. But, you know, all of these retailers that are leaving crime-ridden cities and, you know, In-N-Out Burger shutting it down their first store ever in Oakland. Oakland, loses it. Denny's has been there 54 yeah. years. A Starbucks. The only one. The yeah. only Denny's. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess in uh, Representative Ayanna Presley's district in, in Massachusetts, oh, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the Walgreens is left. They can they can, they can no longer endure the shoplifting. And she takes to the floor today and talks about the, the reason they're leaving because they're just racist. They're not, I don't like black. <laughs> <laughs> All you racists. <laughs> you know, black people ought to be allowed to shoplift, damn it. Right. I mean, if that's you try to stop a black person, it's, it's, it's their reparations. They've been suffering for all these years. By God, it's a reason we'll never have a black president. You know, the damn racism in America. I mean, it's just appalling. Let them steal. Let them steal. And, and, and you know, it's, it's, a, remind, it's like the Woody Allen movie where, you know, it's Annie, or not Annie, whatever the one is where they're living under the, the uh, boardwalk or something. He says, well, of course she steals. She's black. She's got to steal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, got to make up for it. I mean, it, it, it got, how offensive is that? How offensive is that? Her speech sounded to me yeah. like she was trying to say that these people need somewhere to steal from. And by yeah. you taking it away from them, you're racist. Yeah, it's wrong. It's wrong to stop yeah. them from stealing. Exactly because that's, what, what, what else are they going to do? You know, that, what other options are there in America? That's, I mean, she believes that, that a that a corporation should be forced to stay in a neighborhood where they where they yeah. cannot you know sustain the losses uh, simply because uh, to service the few people that actually pay for their pharmaceuticals there. Well, I you know I just I was just thinking just a minute ago for another reason, but I'm thinking this might be appropriate too. Uh, I remember a couple of times in Paris Island. Maybe this is a philosophy. If you have one person in a group who is screwing up so badly that it screws up the rest of the group, then the rest of the group gives him a little blanket party. Yeah, where you know you you know you you basically make him very clearly known uh, that this is inappropriate behavior, and you're going to take care of your own. You're not going to the drill instructor. You're going to take care of it there. I'll bet you that if they went to the if, if somebody had gone to the residents of the black community in that area and said, hey, guess what? Uh, because of these criminals, we're going to shut down these stores and you're not going to be able to shop for anything unless you maybe want to stop these people from doing all those crimes and maybe cooperate when the police are trying to find them and maybe make sure you know where the gangbangers are and you know where they're hiding the stolen equipment and maybe if you crack down on your own community, maybe you, uh, it would be better for everybody, including you especially. But, I mean, you know, I mean, Never here we happened. go. Uh. Yeah.
Well, then, then screw it. You know, if you're, nobody's going to do anything about it, then screw you. You got what you deserve. You vote for these people, you get what you deserve. Right. The people exactly. in, the, in the communities that are complaining, I mean, I hate to say it, but you did vote for it. You, you, got, what, you got what you deserved. You wanted them. Yeah. You asked for them. You said, oh, you white racists so don't like brown people. We'll take them and show you how good we are. Well, you got them. I wonder why we can't get a frosty in our neighborhood. Oh, oh we burned down the Wendy's. That's right. Oh, that's I remember. Yeah, yeah. Because after fighting with a couple of cops, yeah, I remember that now. Oh, my God. Ay, 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 ay. I, you know, I don't know what to say. I don't know. <laughs> I see the U.S. government employees are uh, going on a hunger protest, a hunger strike today. They didn't eat lunch, all the protests. Gaza, oh, wow. uh, Chicago, oh, you'd think they'd uh, won the World Cup uh, the way they cheered when the city council today passed a, uh, a resolution to ask for a ceasefire. I mean, I, it, the, it, these people are, are, are absolutely nuts. I tell you what, I had two IDF soldiers in my studio yesterday. They were two young, really? yeah, two wow. young girls, 22 to 26 they were sisters. Their dad came in with them. They just came back from their two years. They were born in the United States. And th- so the fact they were born here, they wow. didn't have to do the two years yeah. mandatory, but they, they went, went back and did it. Yes, wow. they went back and did it anyway. They were so uh, awesome and uh, just so modest about what they'd done in the break. Their dad's like, she's a bomb specialist that she's doing over this. And they didn't want to talk about it. But, you know, they were just wonderful to have well, to, to hear their, their dedication and love of their country was so refreshing. One of the hottest women I ever knew was a woman who ran a golf club where I was a member down in Florida when I was retired, and she was a member of the big-time Charlie Israeli Defense Force squad. She was not only a knockout, she was a tough chick. Those women, you don't want to mess with those Israeli women when they're serving in the military because they are killers. Yeah, oh, yeah. They will kill you. <laughs> they were very beautiful young ladies, and yeah. their dad was just yeah, yeah. beaming. This father had fought in a war. His grandfather fought in a war, and his great-grandfather fought in a war. Uh, it, it's just, uh, they've, they've all been... Uh, the the whole family served in the IDF. Just yeah. a great story. Yeah, but then let the Hamas supporters go ahead and murder and slaughter all those innocent people like our 9-11. And then make sure you call for a ceasefire so they don't, they don't hurt them in, re- in response. Right. Give me a break. <laughs> Talk about asking for it. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, time, quit. Now, time out. I call time. Yeah. Let's, let's call time now. I mean, I, I think that thing will end over there. It may take the rest of the year, but the major part of it is done. Yeah, I believe, well, but you know, but I do think that this administration is slowing to, to got to turn that ship around, and 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 you know, soon enough they'll ask for and demand a ceasefire because they know that many of their voters want it. You know, yeah, and, well, yeah. yeah, a lot well, of you know when it's when it gets over, you know when this ends. When when when, the, when those Jewish guys are digging those tunnels under the synagogue in New York City managed to get over there. To and bring reinforcements. There you go. It's a trick. There's two of them. <laughs> are you guys excited about the Super Bowl at all? Is that nah. even, no? Oh, well, it'd be fun to watch it, but I'm not going to watch halftime. And all the thing I really care about is to see an action and then the highlights when they do show highlights and the commercials. Man, yeah. No, they're not really out hey, Bud Light's trying to make a comeback with, what's the name of the comedian? Yeah, they hired a what's comedian guy. What? Shane, Shane Gillis. Gillis. Shane Gillis, yeah. Gillis, yeah. yeah. Who is known for his foul, this is a quote from the story, foul-mouthed racist and homophobic jokes. So maybe Bud's making a hardcore turn, and they're going to just come out and go, all right, screw you, queers. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, we're, yeah. we're drinking Bud Light. They're trying to show them, you know, you can't, man, we're in it with you, man. We'll show you what's funny and what's going and, and take it, which is a pretty smart thing to do. I'm not sure it's going to work, but it, I can see where yeah. they would do it. Because what else are they going to do? Just keep living in the morass of their right. idiocy. You know? well, they killed Peyton Manning in my eyes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will never forget him. And Emmett Smith, too, damn it. Uh, Emmett Smith. Is, oh, is Taylor Swift a PSYOP asset? 
Uh, isn't that so funny? I, I th- honestly, they make fun of me, uh, Shannon. They make fun of me all day because I love the love story. I wish I had a lover like her who would throw her arms around me and kiss me when she wants to. I think she's finally acting like a girl. She's a business uh, conglomerate on two big feet, and now all of a sudden she wants to be a girl and in love, and she's got a man who protects her and will kill for her. I think it's wonderful. I think it's marvelous. I'm, gen- I'm jealous. I'm envious. And people make fun of her because they think, well, she's a she's a being a girl again. God bless her. She's having the best time of her life. She's free to be open and honest in any way she wants to be. She's got a man who's nuts about her, and he doesn't have to fool with anybody. I mean, I'm just thrilled about this. I'm, I'm, it makes it's my heart good. I'm telling where? you. I really do. It's got nuts where? <laughs> ben Shapiro says he hopes that she gets married to him to, and they yeah. have a lot of babies, and, 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 and then because she's a trendsetter, then a bunch of other you know millennial and Gen Z yeah. women who love her will also feel Me it uh, important to get married so. and have babies. I hope so. I, lo- I love the story. I think it's real and I love it. I'm, I'm happy for it and I support everything they do. I'm just thrilled for it. The families too, I think everything about this is just is really aces with me. Alright. So. I, I, I like watching it. I'm not really uh, Taylor Swift fatigued out. I'm not a big fan of hers, but uh, you know, more power to them. But she could yeah, very oh, easily a, be used as a psyop asset. Oh, well, that's what the conspiracy theory is now that it's going to plan on the Super Bowl. She's going to announce her support for Biden. Right, and this was all set up all along to lead to to this. You know, maybe or too early in the in the campaign for her to show up with a a campaign button on or something like that. Uh, But I I don't think she's. I think she's going to stay out of it. If I had to guess, I would guess that you will not have Taylor Swift. You will not see her or hear her saying pretty much anything about the election unless it's you know let's get out the youth vote to help the cause or something but i don't i don't think she's going to say hate trump like she did in 2020 or anything and succeeding rather any of that kind of stuff yeah. so i don't know i don't know but i doubt it i hope not boys are good to talk to you i enjoy our time uh, uh Shannon, once a week pleasure, here uh, up there at, uh, extra yes. 106.3 say hello to the dicky <laughs> boys for me Ah, uh, the DD, absolutely. Double D's. Listen to uh, the, the Kipper Show uh, podcast. Also, holy crap, it's sports with Pete Davis. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Thank you, Shannon. Right, Semper five, my friend. See God you, bless America. Hoorah. <laughs> Good guys. Uh, mm, we got to take a break. Kids at a high school in Topeka, Kansas, are going to get Wagyu beef in the cafeteria. What the hell? What gets? Good for them. <laughs> They're working with a, a, a Wagyu farm. Uh, they, I mean, of all people, the kids from Kansas, from a rural high school in Kansas, are probably 4-H club guys anyway, so they're right. the ones that should be eating big slabs of beef every day. I, I, look, I'd be happy to go to that school and eat some Wagyu beef instead of goulash or, a, you know. Although I did like the little square pizzas. Those were pretty, pretty damn awesome. Hard to beat. You can't replicate them. I used to get two chili dogs for a buck. Awesome. All right, we'll come back uh, to your um, remarks. Hang on. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. A few years ago, Steve Faircow's lungs were failing. I don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received a lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. Now Steve can do things he never imagined, like climbing 94 floors to the top of a skyscraper. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. It's an incredible gift. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. While serving in Vietnam, a grenade took my ability to see. Today, I'm a sculptor. Now, my fingers are my eyes. I'm Michael Naranjo. As a veteran, I know the challenges of life can be great. 
and my art turning a lump of clay into something beautiful. That is worth doing. Life is like that. We each must use what we can to make things better. DAV helps veterans like Michael get the benefits they've earned. They help more than a million veterans every year in life-changing ways. Now, I show others how they can create something with their own hands. I know it can do a lot of good. With support from DAV, more veterans can shape their lives into a thing of beauty. My victory is bringing beauty into the world. Michael Naranjo, may your victories inspire many more. Support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Hi, I'm Marcel Spears. Keeping our global neighborhood safe is a tough job, made easier by America's brave military dogs. These dogs keep our troops safe by sniffing out bombs and IEDs and locating enemy positions. Yet when these canine heroes retire, they're too often left overseas. American Humane works to bring these valiant dogs home and reunites them with their handlers for happy, healthy retirements. To learn how you can help, visit AmericanHumane.org. star Danny Masterson convicted of rape has been moved to a maximum uh, security prison that once held Charles Manson. No, I think it's for his own safety. Oh, you think? Yes. I think Scientology will try to kill him at some point. Oh, really? Yes. Why? Because he's a bad stain on... They couldn't get him out of the deal. And he'll also at some point... uh, Turn on Scientology? Oh. Yikes. Corker State Prison. Uh... Sirhan Sirhan was there, the guy that killed the RFK. Uh, I mean, it's a it's a tough place. He was held at LA County's Men's Central Jail for his classification and reception process to the Northern Kern State Prison. Now he's out at at the big the big house. Man, that's what happens when you are a rapist, I suppose. Weird that it. You know, a TV star like that is now in yeah, maximum security prison. Basically life. What is it? How long is it? I think he got multiple sentences. Does he, is he on appeal or something or no? He's. I think he's trying. They're working on some more sentencing stuff to it. Jeez. He's, he's going to go away for a long time. Yeah. Uh, we have tons of remarks in the bank here. Let's get to them from the Florida Man Radio app. And powered by Morris Family Farms and Organic Meats, the app is your way to stay connected to Florida Man Radio, uh, the network, throughout your entire life. You can listen to the Fort Walton Beach uh, stream, which is a little different than ours. There we go. It looks like- hey, Jokey J. I enjoy hearing your remarks. You're kind of a weird dude. <laughs> All good. But that was gross today, bro. It was. Yeah, liberal Larry, if you're such a tar that you believe that that's just what that bill is about, and you know that there's a million other things in there that are probably not going to help anybody except elites or you know illegals or whatever, go oversimplify stuff and make yourself sound so stupid. Hey, the dude that just called in was bashing the uh, conservatives. All he needs is a, a, a lisp on his S's, and he'd just be perfect for the Democrats. 
$78 billion tax bill. Yeah, that's one I looked up. It yeah. is. Uh, there will be some credit to it, but also it'll add about $800 billion in debt. So, yeah. uh, I mean, that's the decision they have to make on it. Oh, the only option is for those kids to go, yeah, my mom is a whore. If they want to stay in that town, they have to disagree with them, and it'll eventually stop because it's not fun when somebody agrees with you. And as those kids get older, the older kids are going to find it, and they're going to, you know, it's going to be the spank bank, and yeah. Hey, guys. Yeah, I heard, uh, I think it was Glenn Beck this morning talking about that bill, and he said at first glance it looked like it was a good bill, but it was uh, loaded up with a bunch of pork, just like you said, Shannon. Uh, sorry, I just hopped off my bike here. Whoa. But um, I guess we can't expect Libs uh, with the IQ of our friend uh, Liberal Larry to delve into anything. Um, they'd rather just uh, you know, accuse us of something bad. Be Plus, something about a, I, I heard Chip Roy talking about the tax credit the deal that gives people that don't pay taxes a check. Hey, everybody. Austin from Tampa. Hey, I heard Dan Bongino say earlier that the House has passed a bill to give um, illegals child tax credits if they have kids here in America. Like, what? It's insane. I think it's part of that bill. For illegals as well? Yes. Yeah, that's why. As G-Man, yeah, if everything goes south, we have to create a commune. We can call it Berkistan. Well, I'm proud to lead you all. If you put them leggings on and your stomach looks like a busted can of biscuits <laughs> and the back of your legs look like they've been beat with a sack of nickels, <laughs> put on some regular pants, for God's <laughs> sakes, and do us all a favor. Thank you. People should know, you know, you know if you, well, maybe you don't. Lizzo looks in the mirror and thinks she looks great. Take, I don't mean to body shame, but some women in those leggings, it looks like a pair of socks overstuffed with golf balls. Oh. I'll, uh, oh. I'll show myself out. <laughs> uh dated this hot blonde in Jacksonville about 15 years ago, ad executive for Clear Channel. Really, definitely a good time, but an 80 milligram a day Adderall habit, Ooh. so Ooh. you do the math. The breakup was rough, but six months later, did my heart really good to find out that she actually lost about $5,000 to a literal Nigerian print scam. Ah, uh, 80 stupid bitch. milligrams of Adderall. So that's to give you a heart attack. Unless isn't it? you fell for the old Nigerian Prince game. Oh, Lord. What? Oh, man, you made me think of a funny story about proving it. Uh, I overheard my son's uh, friend telling him that he could suck his own thing. And uh, I jokingly told his mom about it on the phone when she said she was on his way to come and get him. Man, she stormed into the house and was like, pull it out, show us. If you want to talk about it, show us you can do it. I felt so bad for that poor kid. Uh-huh. <laughs> when that story was roller coaster, I thought for a second that kid was going to be like, yeah, here it goes. <laughs> <laughs> Move the coffee table, there we go. Ilhan Omar is guilty of multiple fraud felonies, including marrying her brother. She ought to be either deported or put in prison. Um, 
DeSantis called for her to be denaturalized and deported. Oof. I just saw that a Denny's in Oakland is closing down. The place is obviously ran by white supremacists. Sad. <laughs> well, they sure pounced on the 79-year-old for Snapchat and a booby or beaver shot, but they do nothing about these uh, LGBTQ transgender uh, book reading in elementary schools and uh, teaching literally the sexual education perversion to the kids. They do nothing about that. They just let that run freely. Yeah. What a joke, man. That kid that got the pictures of the 79-year-old teacher, is he out of the trauma unit yet? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, kid, what do you say? I just turned 80 today. Won't you have a look at my beaver? My boobs are hanging low, but you can watch the show. Won't you have a look at my beaver? Oh, boy. <laughs> hey, man, as a longtime bartender, uh, I know how to tip bartenders. Last time I went to my regular place, kind of a little dive bar in Palm Springs, ran up a $40 tab and left 10 bucks to the bartender after having a couple of uh, Coors in bottles and a couple of Jameson's Neat. And she was so happy she came over and poured she and I a shot of Jameson. Yeah, I don't know. My problem I've had with running a tab, like at a concert, usually uh, I leave without paying or getting my debit card back because I'm so drunk. And then, you know, they, they charge whatever tip they wanted or whatever, and I have to go get a new debit card. I guess I, I could just, like, not get so drunk or whatever, but screw that. <laughs> Yeah, normally they'll tell you somewhere if you leave it overnight, you they don't close it. The first thing in the morning, put your twenty percent on there. And most places have that technology; they just run your card and give it back to you. So, yeah, I don't know. Hey guys, you're talking about tips. Well, um, uh, I had to pick up a part-time job for a little bit. I was delivering pizza, but then I had to do some uh, nights working inside, helping out, and um, I realized that. I made better tips on the inside. I never tipped any of those people ever, but I couldn't believe people were just leaving down five, ten dollar bills sometimes. Uh, yeah, it's pretty wild. The only time I've ever tipped inside servers is when I go pick up a big order and they put together all sorts of elaborate stuff for me. But it was uh, pretty wild. Hey guys, AJ up here in beautiful Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. I am in the service industry. And 20% tips make my day, and our to-go orders are an automatic 18% on top of what you pay. And the only person that gets that 18% is the expediter. Man, yeah. Auto tip on a to-go order. 18% huh? automatic. That's like what they give you in a party of eight, six or more. It's a fact you can make so much money in the right restaurant uh, on tips. Yeah, just so much. I hope they never mess with that. Um, 
Plus, it's the time of your life, isn't it? So many things going on. It's its own world. Anybody that's done it knows what I'm talking about. But, yeah, I bought a house on tips that I made in the industry. Hmm. Hey, guys, I bet those poop showers up there in New York. Uh, I just heard that Dave Matthews Band just got a new airplane, and they fly out of that airport all the time. So, be-do-be-do. Did he, did he dump poop out of his trailer as an RV? Yeah, his RV over the Chicago River. <laughs> Maybe that plane poop is coming from Dave Matthews Band. I mean, he did that from buses at one time, that some bitch. Hey guys, yeah, you cannot dump poo out of a airliner. Uh, you have to have a special truck come up and hook up and do it. And in the Air Force, we used to call them the SWAT team, which was the S, water, and trash. So <laughs> don't think and fall out of the airplane. But, beedoo beedoo. Maybe Dave Matthews' bus driver got his pilot's license. <laughs> Be nice to face age. What's up, boys? Calling Atlanta Surfing number three. Uh, my wife and I, are, we've got about 200K that we're trying to figure out the best way to invest in land property and stuff like that. So we've been researching tiny houses, and uh, a lot of jurisdictions won't let you put a tiny house on um, the land that, because they consider it a non-permanent development. So you can stay there for a little bit of time, but you can't live there. So, but there's ways to get around that, but you know, it depends on the jurisdiction, but it's, it's all sketchy. Be hmm. <clears throat> Yeah. I've never seen a neighborhood of tiny houses. There's one. Is there one? Yeah. Right by off of uh, Lake Fairbanks. There's a little oh, yeah? tiny house neighborhood over there. Good afternoon, y'all. It's Kevin from Navarre. I don't know about you, but every time I hear judgment free environment or anything related to that instantly lets me know that it's gonna be super weird creepy or something i definitely don't want to be involved in super judgy b2b-do florida has her own adult diaper community it's called the villages b2b-do mm-hmm. i don't think it's the same well yeah, yeah, yeah depends on the parties you're going to <laughs> yeah, that's true hey guys I bet if Hunter and Joe could get away with going to that adult diaper community, they would be there with bells on. Isn't that just right up there, Allie? Sicko people. Be-do-be-do. Hey, this is Panhandle Patty. I'm begging you. Stop talking about Taylor Swift. Please. Stop talking about her. <laughs> Looks like uh, a, a kryptonite to her. It is to a lot of people. I would be more inclined to tip if you didn't ask me to tip for every little trivial thing that I purchase. I'd also be a lot happier if you'd quit asking me every time if I had great service. Just give me my stuff and let me go. Who asked you if you had a great service? I mean, there's a lot of places that, like, uh, well, after the phone call, we would like you to go with a quick survey. To oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't do those. Don't you just love how we keep catering to abnormality? Yep. Be to be to. 
I know the Florida Man Radio Show doesn't advocate violence, but at some point in time, Ilhan Omar and all them squad members need to be brought up on trial for treason and executed. Yeah, you got old Clovis fired up on that, and boy, dang. You know, they're just bringing these people in from all these other countries and, and letting all the criminals loose and creating so much chaos that we're not paying attention to their pedophilia and their corruption, ripping us off, taking our money, and screwing our children, man. Man, something's got to give. This has got to stop. Beedy, beedy. Hey, Shando E, Heather, uh, F-Dub in the tub up here in Oklahoma Island. I uh, usually don't call on the uh, late show, but I'm gonna. Um, hey, my neighbor I used to race boats with here uh, in Oklahoma Island here. He, uh, he was a cop up in Jersey in the mid-90s. Anyway, they had some MS-13 guys. They, they were giving him a bunch of guff. They put him in the back, and uh, he let his uh, buddy go back there with a flashlight, and it was still on. He said it looked like a strobe light. It looked like Studio 54 in the back. All right. Where'd you get that cheese, Danny? <laughs> Bud Light's finally doing something right. Hiring Shane Gillis, who's a good friend of Joe Rogan, has been known to drink up to 15 Bud Lights during the Joe Rogan show when he's on there. Wow. It's a lot of beer in a couple hours. Oh, hey, easy. All this talk about Cory Bush makes me want to send you a Snapchat. Oh. Yeah, the whole vote in the Chicago City Council to, uh, you know, ask for a ceasefire or whatever, and the, the celebration after is exactly what the participation trophy has given us, you know? I mean, that's really all it is. It's, oh, God, so, so crazy. Anyway, be doo be doo. Great show as always. And thanks again, Shannon. And also, thanks, Kimmer. So, your guest was wondering where does democratic socialism actually work? Well, you should check out Sweden, Norway, Iceland, the Netherlands, Denmark, Finland, New Zealand, Switzerland, and many more countries because democratic socialism works pretty good for them. Low poverty, great economy, great jobs, low crime. They're pretty successful. And you pay about 75% income tax. Also, they are by far the most racist countries in the world. That Actually, they have large swaths of their cities that they do not let immigrants or black people go in. Right, and, and some of these countries were, tried socialism, but really... Sweden's one of them, Denmark's the other that backed away from it because it's a crushing income tax. I mean, it's it's a killer. Wait. Am I first hearing this right now? John's son, JJ, turned on him much like uh, Tyler turned on Bubba's. <clears throat> him? <laughs> Spit it out, dude. Jesus <laughs> Christ. You know what? What's wrong with See you later. Shannon, love when you have the camera on and Pete. Need to have those dudes on more. Be doo be doo. Denmark is far from a socialist uh, economy. It's a market economy. The examples of socialism currently: People's Republic of China, Communist Party; Republic of Cuba, Communist Party; 
Laos People's Democratic Republic, uh, Communist Socialist Republic of Vietnam. Mm. Hmm. Hey, Shannon, just got back to Florida from my hometown in California and had to share that I had lunch at Round Table Pizza. Thought I'd rub it in a bit. There's something weird about Round Table Pizza. The cheese is just different. I recently scammed a girl on Adderall. She told me her ex-boyfriend has a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, great show today. Uh, appreciate that one uh, segment there you got where your, your guests come in, the two gay guys from Atlanta, <laughs> and uh, how nuts the one guy was over uh, Kelsey and, and, and Taylor Swift. Some, something to do with uh, Kelsey's nuts. I'm, I'm not sure. Anyway, B2B2. <laughs> Excuse me, Ward. Weren't you a little hard on the beaver last That's not even on topic. Okay, so anybody that's done it knows what she's talking about. Been masturbating ever since. Okay, I can't hear you on the speakerphone, buddy. She's got a nice big, a nice big hair. She shines like a shallot. She's got a nice big, a nice big hair. Hey, Austin from Tampa again. Hey, great show today. Hey, but with the whole takeout tipping thing, I usually throw like a couple bucks onto it, but I totally disagree with the putting an 18% tip for takeout. That's ridiculous. Yeah, automatically it sucks. Hey, what's up, Shando? Heather, easy. Sparky 352. Yeah, man, when I was in the Army, that's what we called it. The SWAT team. S. Water and trash. B2B. Hey, can somebody give me Kate's OnlyFans account? Hey, guys. Robert from Crestview, Florida. To add to the service guy in Santa Rosa Beach. So, from what I know, is most of those houses over in that area start at about 400000 and up. You're right next to Panama City Beach and 30A. So, I mean, there's a lot of rich folks over in that area. Beady booty. Thank you, beady beady. Hey, so for that guy looking to invest that 200000 I got a place here in Montana you can invest in. Just just go ahead and send me the money. I'll take care of everything. Hey, what's up, Shando? Sparky again. Yeah, every time we get let them get away with something, they get away with something else. Then they get away with something else. Then they get away with something else. Thank you. Fifteen uh, beers in three hours. Yeah, that's breakfast. <laughs> be doo be doo. Come on. It's you get all the peeing with that beer. That's the problem. Yeah, it's too much. Did Jokey J send that message from the moon? That's yeah. what it sounded like. The old '60s, '70s moon recordings. No, Liberal Larry, you should check out those countries. <laughs> Most bills that you dissect are going to have a lot of things that you don't like. That's just the reality. And Democrats definitely need to work with Republicans to secure the border. It definitely looks bad. Joe Biden is not my guy. Uh, it, 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 the bill does not close the border. It remains it o- leaves it open, just like it is right now with, a, with a, uh, an average of 5,000 a day illegals coming in. Hey, Liberal Larry, if Democrat socialism is so great in those countries, you said, go there and live there and see how it works out. Those wonderful socialist countries also pick your career path and pick your profession for you. 
It's great. Also, try moving to them because it is almost impossible to get really? citizenship there. Hey, that guy can uh, socialize these nuts. <laughs> Bet liberal Larry wants to see that old lady's cooch. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I'm not making him at night, Dad. You could, you could uh, yourself go and just Google is Denmark a socialist company, a country, and you'll get the, you know, the the bad news that it's not. Those are the remarks for today from the Florida Man Radio app, which is powered by Morris Family Farms and Morganic Meats. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. All right. Let's take our last break here. Are you ready to go? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of remarks. I'm, I'm proud of the uh, brigade today. Uh, we'll be right back to wrap it up for you. It's the Shannon Burke Show on the Florida Man Radio Network. Okay, man, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. A few years ago, Steve Faircow's lungs were failing. I don't think I had more than a couple weeks to live. That's when Steve received a lung transplant made possible by an organ donor. Now Steve can do things he never imagined, like climbing 94 floors to the top of a skyscraper. I never knew that breathing could feel this good. It's an incredible gift. What could you make possible as an organ, eye, and tissue donor? Leave behind the gift of life. Go to organdonor.gov, U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. Girls and boys in poverty around the world are dreaming of a better life filled with dance, art, music, and knowledge. They dream of a brighter future with enough nutritious food to eat, a chance to learn and grow, to get an education, escape poverty, and do incredible things. Today, thanks to Children International and friends like you, such dreams are coming true. Together, we give children a chance to set their sights high and succeed in school and in life by ensuring that they have access to health care, education, life skills, and so much more so they can grow, thrive, and believe in themselves. Learn more about Children International and join us in our life-changing work at children.org today. Together, we can help end poverty for good. Okay, men, time to be an all-star caregiver. Drive them to physical therapy, doctor's appointments. Be there emotionally and physically. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Caregiving is tougher than tough. Find care guides at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Kids that drink uh, energy drinks, mentally ill. Yeah. Mentally ill. Regularly consuming energy energy drinks. Uh, higher risk of mental issues, ADD, depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, all from a drink. Not to mention a heart attack you could probably have. No, that's that's uh, Panera liquid lemonade. Oh. Lightning lemonade thing. <laughs> There's got to be something basically wrong with humanity when, I mean, normally it's uh, coffee. I drink coffee in the morning. I probably drink uh, more than I should, but some people say it's good for me. I probably have uh, four to five big, you know, cups of coffee. Um, 
and that's all I need. Gets me fired up for the day. And I don't really have uh, a need for anything else during the day. <clears throat> but I, I think kids drink these drinks because it's somewhat of a party or maybe they feel like it's a way they can, I don't know, if they feel intoxicated or. It's, it's cool. They got uh, crazy cans and lightning bolts and dinosaurs on them and you get a ton of energy. They're absolutely the worst thing for you. Some of these drinks have as much as 505 milligrams of caffeine in a serving. Coffee's like 90 in an 8-ounce glass cup. Um, <clears throat> what was the one that was an energy drink and alcohol in it? Four Locos. Four Loco. I had some bad nights on some <laughs> Because it was, if I remember, it was not only an energy drink, it was also malt liquor. Yeah, it was malt liquor and energy drinks. And, and, they're yeah. still, they, and, they, and they, there's no, the can is like massive. You, oh, yeah. It's they a were big gigantic guys. can. Four, and it came in stupid, like watermelon, bubblegum flavor. Yeah, I had some nights of probably like four or five cans and... It was never good. It's the it's the sugar in it, you know. Yeah, well, that and the amount the caffeine, of, uh, yeah. the extreme amount of caffeine in them, <laughs> while you're also taking malt liquor levels of alcohol. Yeah. Uh, not a still fan. around, but they took the energy out of them. Well, they did. Yeah, I used to drink a five hour energy drink maybe once a day, but I don't do it anymore. That's it for us. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Thank you, Easy. Thank you, thank you, Heather. Thank you. Back tomorrow uh, at three Eastern, two Central, to round out the week for you. Bubba the Love Sponge, a national treasure. Uh, in the morning, gets the network fired up. And Don Miller, quickly becoming uh, your favorite radio host. We'll see you tomorrow on the Florida Man Radio Network. I'm Shannon Burke. Have a good night.